0: What's up Internet world? How are y'all doing out there? We are joined today by Mr. Mike of We Speak English Good, who's real dope and they do lots of stuff. Um, like the interviews and the uh, musicing. Actually it's like fucking half the shit I do on my channel, they do on their channel, so it's fucking banging awesome. So like real cool stuff. Symbiotic baby. It's
1: symbiotic. Def-
0: Yo, what's up, Golden Jenny from Norway. That's always fun to say, because that means we got that international, continental vibe going on off the jump. Hey, Bonnie, what's up? Yeah, Bonnie's here too. Raina Mystique's in the house. Y'all should go follow Raina Mystique if you want to wake up in the morning and watch a lady have very positive energies in your face while you're trying to, like, fight off the morning (laughs) grumpies. So I'm going to throw that out there like that. Um yeah let's get into it real proper as y'all know my name is Holden stefan roy in case you didn't that's my name um and this is bridge the gap the show where we take interesting people such as mike over here from we speak english good and we walk through the story of their lives and we extract knowledge nuggets kind of just trying to learn from the different perspectives and and different realities other than the ones that we face which i find cool because watching mike show he's talking to people all over the world having conversations with all kinds of different people from all kinds of different backgrounds and experiences and it's like truly cool you know in a in a sense that makes us all like peers on comparable missions in the world and uh so it's exciting to have you here um in order for my first question to work we do need a, uh, like a pre-first question mike okay. can you tell us where you were born and the early part of your life takes place
1: okay so um uh i'm i'm i'm, I'm posting i'm posing that we're live now <laughs> so That's I'm, all right man Just happens I'm, I'm so sorry um i am going to answer that question i promise um, but I want to just let everybody know we're live, you know, we know we're uh, just quick, quick, quick and in, in and out in and out um, that, that fucking, this phone thing is an addiction, isn't it? It's just it's horrible. Um, I was born in I was born in actually the the city that I am currently in in, in Oregon, Ohio, and it's a it's Oregon and not Oregon, even though Oregon. Most people say Oregon um, everywhere else except for here. Here they say Oregon, and they will go out of their way to correct you. They will say, oh, it's Oregon. <laughs> and it's like I fucking, I'll poison you and your family. Okay. Um, I understand. The, but no, the, they're lovely people around here. Um, but the
0: No, honestly, that was it. We just need to know that you're coming from Ohio. You're coming from that Oregon. Gone. I
1: can't how, but it's a weird thing because now like, we're gonna
0: go through it all all the parts that come after are after the first question my
1: bad my bad okay okay i won't i won't draw out like that then i'll get nah, it i don't
0: even worry it's the whole vibe my guy you're in for a trip it's different than when i went on your show <laughs> um but like uh you're, he's also a musician as y'all could tell the guy does like 73 instruments um he's I got to decide if I want to keep this obscure instrument that level of instrumentation in his life, uh, sings, does like all of it. So he's got the musical journey. And this first question is to kind of get us to know that whole side of things. And it's a bit of a story and when it lands, you can answer it. in that little, and you'll, you'll be in Oregon, Oregon okay, I'm, okay, I'm giving a Oregon. can. You and <laughs>
2: yeah, you're going to be
0: over there when, when the question lands, but it all starts with my girlfriend as she's washing the dishes one day. And she's got her phone and she's playing that black Eyed Peas song the i got a feeling ooh, and she's vibing and she's dancing and she's doing her thing and she's kind of like you know i'm just sitting there staring at her and i'm like yo why sh-? she's washing dishes and i'm like when did this song become chores music and it was like this big breakthrough in my mind right like this song is now a song that people put on to exercise Chores, that kind of vibe. When you're in like a certain mind state and you want to do funner things is kind of the purpose of that song in our reality now. But if we run that back 10 years, that shit is 2 a.m., you drunk, high time in the clubs, V night, the song of the party kind of thing. It's like that's what it represented a completely different vibe for so many different people. And then I realized the song didn't change, everybody else changed. The environment and the context of the song changed entirely over the course of that decade and i realized what really happens is is that as people get older the club music becomes the chores music so autumn little ones right now at the cardi b's and whatever they go and grow up and that's their dishes music but then as i told the story to people i found out i was a little bit mistaken cardi b's is already dishes music because whatever is the club vibes is actually the chores vibes if you get kind of older in life and i was like that's kind of crazy to think about right and then we start thinking about evolutions and journeys right and if we think about all the interviews and all the stuff we talk about most often as artists we start the story in our adolescent era when we start forming our identities or when we start getting into stuff or when we start creating but really the story of the music in our lives goes all the way back to the earliest memories of our lives. Because frankly, from the day you came out the womb, there was probably even music playing in that hospital that you were absorbing from that very second on. So like, as an example, I can remember being like four or five years old, and my dad's got these gray boxes in the apartment, the fucking amplifier and the radio and the tape deck and all this shit. They were the wires connecting everything with the going out to the speakers all around the room and be blasting his Led Zeppelin tapes. And at night it was the '90s techno EDM scene straight from the clubs of Montreal. My mom, she was more into the discos and she was more into the musicals. It was less fun, Christmas time. <laughs> We had this tape of Christmas remixes. Like, there were EDM remixes to Christmas bangers, and we'd play about opening presents, and that was it for the year. And so, all of these memories and moments kind of create this foundational element to, like, yo, what's up, Mighty Mighty? Uh, this, like, foundational element to, like, the experiences of music that, like, later on go on to shape us a lot in our musical identities, often way more than we're even uh, cognizant of. So, I was hoping, Mike. You can take us all the way back to the youngest Mike you can remember being and tell us a little bit what it sounded like to be you before you had control over the music, not what made you start creating, not when you got into it, more like what were your parents bumping? What did it, what was it like to be like five in your household type thing?
1: Um, well, that, that's a, that's a, that was a great lead lead into that question, by the way. Thank you. Uh, the, so, for me, I'm, I was just sitting here thinking as you were like sort of completing that. Um, I my some of my earliest memories of is, is me at like me, like, like, uh, being down in Mexico with my mother and like having so, like, uh, Bandero music on and not even Bandero, that's that's like that's like. Something else. Uh, I'm slipping the mind because I'm.
0: No talking, worries, man. But,
1: but, like, you know, like straight up uh, music, straight from Mexico. And so, and my mother always loved that. And uh, my dad, so that was, as a young boy, I remember seeing that. My family going to these family reunions and seeing my family dancing together and doing the big circle. doing Man, I wish I could remember the names of all these things, but. Um, I'm uh, again. I'm toasted off my ass. So, yeah, it's like, gonna
0: come back to you. It's like it's like you start. You, you're. It's like riding a bike. After a, while, you're a little rusty at first, then you're flowing.
1: Talking, yeah. Well, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, like the type of music and the type of dance, uh, uh, please let me know because I would love to be able to. Uh, Actually, remember what the hell that was, Uh, God. But in any case, and then also on my dad's side, uh, I I remember he always liked uh, he liked the classic rock, like Deep Purple. uh, ZZ Top was a huge favorite, Um, and and so like I had this very eclectic uh, feel of music. I mean, my mom liked pop music and stuff, and you know, pop music is the the thing about pop music is for majority of people that is the soundtrack of their life so even if you are you know the house mom washing dishes even if cardi b is is jamming singing wop or whatever they're still transporting back to the club back to youth back to another time when they were free you know and, and it's just cause, because pop is always celebrating love it's always celebrating youth It's always, you know it's just it's it's celebrating life itself and that's why you gotta. There's there's always room for pop in my in my eyes. But, um, uh, anyways, the for me, I had a really eclectic, uh, broad spectrum of music. I mean, my dad loved the '70s rock. He loved like Tijuana Brass, which do 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 uh, I remember my dad always loving vinyl and always going out of his way to, uh, to, to get records and, and to get record players. And my dad used to take me to um, all kinds of places like an, like I remember I was just telling this story on the podcast yesterday, but my dad used to take me to, like auction houses and weird antique shops where he just knew people. And because my dad was a salesman and so he was very gifted with uh, networking and uh he, he he just he just knew everybody and i still get people who are like are you Willie's son and i'm like yeah i am if they see my last name they'll be like "Oh, are you Willie's son and i'm like yeah yeah that's my dad and blah oh i love you know he's such a great guy whatever anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> love my dad uh, god rest his soul <laughs> he uh he he passed but in any case he he used to expose me to a lot of these different musics and i just remember as a kid really really loving jazz and big band swing music like benny goodman glenn miller gene krupa i i always wanted to be a drummer uh coming up as a kid because i loved gene krupa and 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 like i remember seeing like the movie uh, like my dad used to show me like the Glenn Miller story with uh, oh my God what's his name? He was the original host of the Tonight Show, Steve Allen. Steve Allen, <laughs> all the kids know who Steve Allen is. Uh, Steve Allen, he he was one of the original hosts of the Tonight Show back 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 in the day. But he played Benny Goodman, and it, it was just I remember just watching these biopics. Uh, who's the guy who was in? Um, it's a Wonderful Life. Who's that? What's that guy's name? Um, I'm not
0: sure, but somebody in the chat's gonna know. <laughs> that one, people are gonna know.
1: Yeah, well, uh, he he was a very famous actor, uh, Jimmy something. He, it's
0: Hall. a Wonderful Life.
1: Whatever. He he played he played Glenn Miller. I don't know why all these names are coming back to me, but I can't remember fucking the dances of my childhood. Of, of my of the ethnic side my, thank you, Jimmy Stewart. James Stewart.
0: I, I knew it. Thank you. I Bonnie. knew somebody would know.
1: And of course it would be Bonnie. <laughs> no, she's um,
0: super into Big band.
1: Oh yeah, man. Uh so I, I had a really big thing. And then also my sister, who was five years older than me, um, she was I mean, she was into like she was the one who introduced me to like hair metal and like Ozzy Osbourne and, and fucking and Dr. Dre, and Snoop Dogg, and fucking, and N.W.A., and see like, all those old-school rap, fucking, like, Pink Floyd. I mean, my sister introduced me to a whole lot of shit. My dad introduced me to a whole lot of shit, and my mom had a great influence, too, just just because she, fucking, I mean, just because, like, not every kid gets that experience to have, like, music from other countries being blasted in your house. You know what I mean? It's like, because that's not too... Uh, <clears throat> you know when you're coming up in a uh especially in the midwest you know there's a there's a few kind of music that there's a when when i'm working as a musician people only want to hear like Freebird bird and fucking, you know uh, sweet home alabama and shit. Shit. so there's a very specific taste uh here and so it so growing up in the midwest you might miss out on some of these uh cultural things that uh that that are out there and uh, so it you know it, it just i give my mom a lot credit because i am just so happy that i was inundated with that culture to the point where my mom did take me down to mexico and did take me down to meet my like my tias and my tios and you know like just like you know just like history so much history i was just inundated with it and so you know that's all influence man that's all influence i i have a, a huge of a uh affinity for um latin music man and just that latin groove you know like afro-cuban and just polyrhythms are just my shit dude i just fucking love them all
0: that was an excellent answer usually i have to like guide people there and you just ran with it so that was dope (laughs) Uh, um so when i do
1: baby this is how we do it (laughs) out here
0: yo where uh bonnie wants to know where in mexico is your family from
1: It's called Ciudad de Maiz. It's a, it's a little village down, um, ah, fuck, is it Chihuahua? I can't remember, but it's, it's like a little mountain farm village that, uh, my family had, like, a really deep, has a deep history, still has a deep, deep history, and, like, my family still owns a, a property down there, um, and, uh, it, I mean, it's a, like a really <laughs> big sought after property. I mean, it was m- my family has ties to like the Mexican and Spanish revo- uh, Revolution when Mexico broke off into independence. Like, my family has ties to like Pancho Villa and, uh, you know, really 80. Uh, they served in politics and they're artists and musicians and, uh, it, I mean like it, it's it, it honestly it's so beautiful because like my uh, I have tears and tears and tears who you know tell us all about this shit my mom obviously she tells us about her upbringing I mean it was just it, it's crazy to think how different of an upbringing they had compared to me in my soft ass now like <laughs> my mom tells you stories that make you literally cry and then you know I'm complaining because oh i I got a pill addiction when I was in my 20s me <laughs> so it's like it, 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 it it's it's incredible the transformation of uh, uh, of, uh of, of of a generation you know what how that can happen from from like the homeland to big fat guy complaining on the internet you know <laughs> so. I mean on that
0: note even if I American listen dream. to like you know if you compare Montreal 25 years ago let's say to montreal today and the growing up experience it's astronomically different i think like in a lot of ways maybe depending on where you were in montreal the level of hardship would have been like astronomically different some yeah. parts were nice some parts were yeah. but now today it's like blurred and everything's kind of different and it's a lot more internet so it yeah. kind of comes with the gift and the curse of it but I think it's cool how much your like family history you're connected to like i swear in all of the conversations i've not had a single person be like my family is connected to this historic battle that people have heard of that's a first <laughs> for me and that's like an interesting thing that like and that comes but, from you know, like,
1: my family's tied to cesar chavez uh i mean like i i got a lot of like activism in my family like like not even like not like not like you know insane fucking Not, i'm not calling activism insane i'm saying uh, not just like in the streets marching all the time but you know like just legit like going to see caesar chavez speaking shit and like fucking my aunt before she passed away she was telling me about all this history and i wish i would have recorded it honestly i wish i would have I had my own like little personal podcast with her but you know, she was telling us of stories that, that lead back to royalty in Spain. You know what I mean? Like coming over, and and like stories of you know like uh, it's a rich daughter connected to royalty who breaks off and goes off and finds you know love with a with a lowly soldier who you know and 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 gets gets banned from the family. You know, gets uh, what is that called when you're exiled. Banned? yeah it gets exiled and goes off and becomes very successful on her own and and like creates like an empire of them up for herself and and uh so like it, it's it's amazing to me that that I like now on my on the white side of the family but I I have a little bit of history but like it's not as I mean there so there's th-
0: that's why I thought it was so nifty because like i feel like in the more Mm -hmm. north america the other like let's say canada usa kind of culture that like desire to know Mm -hmm. or share isn't a hundred percent the same
1: well well i gotta admit like it's it's not either for my like my mom doesn't really talk about like openly she's just like let me sit you down and tell you about your history It, it was never like that my mom doesn't like talking about that shit it's like my aunts and uncles didn't really talk about it either because you know they didn't really see the need it was like we're in america now we're fucking americans we're doing this shit you know like was Mm. you don't need to learn you don't need to learn spanish anymore you don't need to learn shit like you just learn how to be american and you accept it and you acclimate and and that's what you know that that's that's pretty strong in the culture um you know like with mexicans and, and new and immigrants coming from south america and and mexico like We keep her head down you fucking do work hard and and you keep going you know like and that's just sort of the culture and you don't really stop and talk about it or or reminisce on the good old days about you know fucking starving in 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 the country that you were fleeing from you know so it's part of the culture really to not really say it so some of these things are pride out of and and like i said my aunt talked about it like only in knowing that she was gonna die soon so she she Mm. took it by herself to share these things and like cook like these traditional meals (sighs) i miss my aunt a lot she was no that's
0: fair but like in everything you just said i think it's a it's like especially nifty up in canada where like let's say our border, you're our border it's it's like (laughs) new york and vermont and shit right very different realities um and holy shit is there like a command to delete shit
1: yeah you, you can, can just push slash ban whatever that person is
0: that is. how you do it i didn't figure it out the entire time i've been on Dude, i didn't
1: know how i do it i watched reyna hit delete
0: launch. and i'm like the no. fuck just happened there that's a thing you can do <laughs> i don't think he, i don't know if she did it or if i know golden jenny seems to have banned it but like um yeah anyway
1: she's like do <laughs> <laughs> then all of a sudden like boom and I'm like,
0: damn! Did Rana just show me a hack? <laughs>
1: she came in here, just took over your chat. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. That's how uh, she usually does things, by the way. That's that's. Well, usually I'm like, Anna
0: yo, me. y'all like know a bunch of Twitch shit. I'm pretty lazy on my Twitch learning. I'm like, it works. Do I need more? Probably. Have I thought about it? <laughs> but even that. So yeah, but like, just yo, man. Nobody talks about Mexican culture quite like that. I mean, we get to like see sensationalized news stories of convoys and like fucking border wall hyperbole. And there's definitely, I guess, stuff that gets satirized on TV. Like, I mean, yeah, I know some folk who are from Mexico who work in Montreal and stuff. And I suppose they kind of mimic that personality. The one thing I've ever noticed about working with folk who came straight from Mexico is they worked harder and never complained.
1: Yeah. The, the Every time. Complaining only draws attention and, and it's just like, we're just keep your head down, fucking work your ass off and fucking keep moving, man. Uh, and even if you're here, you know, legally, it, you know, when, when fucking Donald Trump, because because there are Mexicans that remember times where they will come and just scoop your ass up and just send you back and uproot your life. You know, there are people, I mean, even to this day, I can't say, you know, like people are getting life on uh, uprooted, but I remember my mom when... You know, and there were several people, it wasn't just my mom, but like when, when Donald Trump was elected, there was like a serious, it, it it wasn't something that they should be, they should have been like up at night worrying about, but they know how this shit can go down here and how easily this shit can get reversed. And my mom's an American citizen, so like, it, it, there's, he, he Donald Trump wasn't going to come to her house and send her ass back down to Mexico. It was just... You know but but there was a real concern that you know with all of this border talk and and really the media hype on on all of it was you know it it, it frightened her and there was a lot of people who felt that way too and and these and, and these are just people who've been americans for a long long time who came over got their got their work visa did everything the proper way but yet still uh feel like felt like they were going to get th- you know their life uprooted now again those fears were probably amplified greatly by the media and how much they were you know amplifying the stupid shit that Donald Trump was saying because he was saying stupid shit and and he, there was some and there was fuckery going on down in the border and stuff too but i'm just saying like i don't think that's it it, it, it's something they shouldn't have had to feel you know and it's it's heartbreaking to think that my mom who's been a a legal citizen here for over you know i can't even it's been more years than i can even remember that she's been a legal citizen here still feels that but you know that's that's part of it it's part of the immigration process i think i mean you always just feel like you're trying to acclimate you're always trying to feel like you're just fitting in You know this is you're coming from a different culture coming into this trying to acclimate to this multicultural place that is america you know this is a crazy place with different cultures and different ideas and so i I can understand you know i can understand why mexicans want to just sort of keep working work their ass off keep their head low and just keep moving man
0: yeah it makes a lot of sense it's definitely um
1: makes sense in my head i guess i don't know how it works
0: it's a lot to think about i mean in a lot of ways i look at it like everything you said is super valid and it's fucked up that anybody would feel that way and i mean as an outsider who got sensationalized news stories it certainly looked like donald trump was leveraging immigration law as a way to fear monger in order to make a bunch of people who didn't like immigrants vote for him that would be my perception Absolutely. But I don't really feel like I should be personally having huge opinions on American politics, but that's what it's, it looked like.
1: So this should this should affect you guys too. I mean, I mean, this is you know, a lot of people, a lot of different countries look to America as a, some kind of. I man but wow. I do want to say that but I, I know you have something to say about that but I, I gotta say that Joe Biden is doing an even worse job <laughs> and it's it's even going worse and I don't think it's anyone's fault because even Obama had horrible did a horrible job well, with it but I can say it's, it's, a, it's a fucked up system it, is the
0: Democrats stuff. I think are scarier for global peace yeah, is I, the truth of it I, um I, yeah. that's my perception is they seem to like war more and that scares me um, Trump seemed to be de-escalating on a war front, so he might have been shit for, like, people in your country, and he might not have been nice with Trudeau and they had some beef over milk. Um, but, like, I mean, like, I'm not voting for this guy. So all of my opinions and shit, like, it's not even my country. I already have a bias. I'm, like, already a bunch of things. So it's, like, my opinion on Trump is, like, like who cares, you know, like when, when it's like some guy in, in like if some guy, honestly, in some random country that we just picked out of a hat, had an opinion on Trump, it would affect their country almost as much, whatever he does, because mm-hmm. frankly, it affects the whole world and nobody would give a shit. So why is it like my opinion in Montreal counts more? It doesn't. It's just, I'm not an American citizen. I should be commenting maybe on the international relations in regard to Canada. Okay, fine, but I'm not. I don't have an opinion on that because I don't know fuck all about that.
1: <laughs> right, and you're and, and you're a musician in Montreal, like trying to do music and rap and and. And, and I
0: mean, know, I think like it. what I saw of Canadians speaking on the subject was boring. It wasn't like real. It was just fuck this guy's ethics. And it's like, I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay. it got real repetitive, got real boring, but it got real uh, financially beneficial to these dying. Archaic news organizations that, uh, bro, Jimmy Fallon
0: got to eat for four years on that shit.
1: Exactly, Trump fucking fed a lot of people, a lot of these dying organizations, which by the way are dying now, even worse, or and good riddance, the bad rubbish, fuck them. Like fuck CNN, fuck Fox News. It's it's mostly Fox News's fault, anyways. That that the media. Nah, MSNBC so
0: and them is all pretty bad too. Oh, I know, from but my I'm, perception.
1: I'm, I'm, oh, absolutely, but but if you trace it back to like the early days of Fox News, Fox News was the first uh, network to realize that you can play, like you can treat That's it what, like the Murdoch
0: cool. guy owns Fox.
1: Yeah, so Rupert Murdoch took over, and then his Roger Ailes, who thank God that guy is is often, he got he got me too. So fuck that guy. But he, but <laughs> he created this insane way of of distributing information and uh and turned it into basically like Monday night football or Monday night soccer. Yeah, that's big facts. <laughs> but but so, like
0: they didn't but, invent that shit. I mean, no, you could no. argue I mean, that like it was just like like if you looked at entertainment media that was just going on for a minute that's how they used to sell records right like they created the stories so all of it's manufactured and like sensationalist media you know it goes all the way back to like victorian england when like they invented murder to sell newspaper like i mean when I say invented murder i mean they invented the idea of murder Hmm. to sell newspapers Gotcha. believe it or not so true crime reads, yeah. runs back to the mid-1800s in an effort to sell newspapers but like <clears throat> so like i hear what you're saying i look at the i think people play up on sensationalist headlines on some assumption that people don't have attention spans but i think you and i can attest for the fact that if you make an interesting piece of content motherfuckers will sit there for like three hours watching your shit, and yeah. people people just make boring content and a lot of these newspapers really are you look at the sites and you read the content it's vapid as fuck it's like nah it's not interesting that's why nobody reads your shit it's like you're not saying anything because everyone's rushing to get that top Google slot by like slapping out the information first rather than worrying about being credible and that's why last week tonight kind of slaps a little harder when it's not being too left-wing it slaps a little harder because they actually take the time to like at least give you a perspective.
1: Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. I and I've always I've always gravitated more towards comedians in that in that avenue of distributing information like going back to like Jon Stewart in the Daily Show and uh you know like when he first took over that was like right around uh 911 and i remember you know like and then that started the bush administration which was the rise of the neocons and like you know a lot of those tactics that were made in that administration is what is feeding the liberal like the like literally a lot of those people from that administration went and and became democrats and now are just basically doing the same shit on on the other side i mean it's there's no there's there, there's no real difference in either one of them yeah there. i agree with either, you either side, i again i'm not republican by any means and i'm not fucking democrat by any means but these it's 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 just become a really sick system that uh that i i really don't know how to get out of this shit I don't I mean, obviously, I'm a fucking I'm
0: a musician in Ohio. So, in theory, if y'all tried to organize on some third-party candidate, get that motherfucker to 5% of the vote, that does something. I don't remember what it does, but that legitimizes that third party. Um, and that would be, like, y'all's best move as a country is what I understand watching a bunch of YouTube videos on the subject.
2: Mm, That's my yeah. whole
0: knowledge, bunch of YouTube videos. But, yo, I totally feel what you're saying about politics in your country and its polarity, but, like, my country's not that much better. We have a third party, and that just dilutes shit, and so nothing changes. Like, and then yeah. nothing happens. Because, like, honestly, Matt, I couldn't even tell you five good Canadian politics issues, bro, because, like, shit's not that litty. I mean, the unemployment <laughs> shit's, high, COVID stats, and then, like, I don't know. It gets real boring. And I should probably care more, but it's so... Yeah, but is the pipeline still an issue? I forgot because, you know, like life moves on and then Canadian politics is so hard to get. In. I heard Trudeau has another scandal. You're like, it's probably lame. Like, you know, you're not like excited for this shit. Like in American politics has like a spiciness to it, which kind of makes Canadian politics kind of lame, which is probably like, oh, yeah, the dead indigenous children is a very big issue in Canada. We cancel Canada Day.
1: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah we ba- well <laughs>
0: No, but, uh I'm gonna say like the whole country, but yeah we got like international like news and shit, like most of us didn't celebrate a bunch of us wore orange shirts and shit because like um, end of the day, our government participated in genocidal actions, and they got caught, they just got what, caught,
1: what <laughs> like didn't, fucking. Man. I don't I don't know a lot of Yeah, government. but it's not
0: often they get caught hard and then every week you're finding out about another mass grave site of another 200 dead kids that they stole like yo know, the residential school system's mad whack. So anyway, I don't want to go like too deep on that, but yo know, Canada's got dirt right now that it's dealing with. So I guess it drowns out regular political issues.
1: Well, that's 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 the whole thing too, man. That's the whole thing that I was just that it, it's it, the the problem is I I feel like that this the media has just become sort of this arm of this technocratic oligarch and it's sort of i feel like he's... can you
0: define technocratic oligarch <laughs> sure
1: <laughs> like technocratic would be like you know a uh, a government based on technology based being ran and and uh, and 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 uh, enforced by like the tech industry so we would say like over here silicon valley and then oligarchs are basically like there's only a few right. companies or a few entities that that rule and make decisions and sort of that's what's sort of happening when you have these like governments and corporations especially coming from china et, et, like we're just sort of they're, they're just sort of making these mergers and 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 they're just sort of taking these governments along with them because they have to like bend these policies to sort of uh, to make these things happen and uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm going way too far off the end here.
0: No, and, it's cool. I'm with you actually. So I believe you. in your technological oligarch. I call yo. I actually follow tech news, and mm. I think it's crazy. Like as an example, but people. So Apple's so mighty. Like
1: who controls the information? You know that's
0: yo data gang. That's why I, I, yo I'm on some of this shit for real, real. Uh, I have a whole like thing I'm trying to bring through, but hashtag data gang to get people more like invested in data centric approaches and whatnot because like yo the ops so the people that we don't like necessarily are doing this so mm-hmm. if you ever if let's say you don't like a system and you want to change it you kind of probably have to have at least an equal footing in fighting them so everybody's on that data shit. you need data to play any game now and then you look at what's happening and it's like apple got so big that microsoft google and amazon have teamed up on windows 11 to fight the apple ecosystem and it's like holy shit right. like, is that not a holy shit like those three they used to be like the big four and now it's apple versus the other three yeah. and you're like oh
1: they're creating these wow analysts, man
0: i mean what can governments do look amazon web services right it is the internet that's why nobody goes after amazon around the world because every government probably relies on amazon web services for half their internet ecosystem and so what the fuck are you gonna to do
1: Parler. remember they took down parlor that amazon took kicked them off their server after they kicked off trump off of twitter they 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 just took down parlor they just like eliminated it which is really fucking scary look i whatever you feel about i agree The distribution of information and and like you know censoring and all that shit the idea that that these people could just shut down an entire platform when when these other platforms by the way were like uh if you don't like it build another twitter build the next twitter if you don't like it and it's like okay fine and parlor sort of comes along I mean, I'm not a part of Parler. I'm not interested in being part of Parler, but I am definitely interested in people being able to disseminate and fucking distribute information and make so, educated uh, decisions on their own. And I kind of,
0: like, actually agree right? with you a lot on that shit, especially because it's Amazon that has that level of power, and there's and no the way to stop them. And,
1: whoever controls the information controls the fucking narrative, controls the fucking the, the outcome, and the fucking, you know, like, the, they're feeding us whatever they want to feed us, and they're all sort of working together. Uh, you know, the New York Times and fucking Apple and fucking – and like, the Democratic Party, you know, like it's all but just But it's actually of,
0: like even deeper than that shit, right? Like, yo, yeah, sure, you, sure. I, I don't know how far you've looked into the power of Visa and MasterCard.
1: Oh shit. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them shut down like – what was it, WikiLeaks? They shut down
0: – They shut down uh, shit. Like, it, because basically what will happen is, is they'll prevent you – you know, Visa and MasterCard are the banking industry, right? Now there is technically Square, which is owned by, which is ran by Jack Dorsey of Twitter. He <laughs> also runs Square, right? Crazy yeah. shit, right? Um, yeah. Square is actually big, Is the, it's so big it is a Visa and MasterCard and power of transactions. But basically Visa and MasterCard have these ethical codes. So like I found out like, look, my company has a product where they do virtual credit cards um so like that shit's nifty actually it's like privacy.com in the states we don't have that we're like an alternative to that um and uh basically i was like bro i could think of a million great ideas you're trying to have an affair great ad you're trying to buy drugs great ad like you know come on think about the ad potential of discrete credit card transactions that's an amazing fucking thing to have And then they're like, yeah, Visa will fucking fuck you up if you try to like buy drugs or have affairs in your ads on some ethical concerns. And so if you want Visa to approve your company, like straight up, they wouldn't let me make weed store purchases at first. You have to like prove that the validity of your, I guess, reputation as a company for a very long time before you're even allowed to buy drugs and alcohol through these virtual cards, based off of all these regulations you're like what that means there's like even deeper levels of control going on in terms of this level of censorship where it's like yes so parlor wants to do what it wants it's never good there will never be an alternative to the facebook's and shit because visa mastercard have ethics norms that will fuck up everybody's free speech principles and they don't give a fuck about free speech
1: and they're all talking to each other. As it proved, as they proved in fucking how they are colluding on how they all came together to get Trump out of office, like they do collude. They do talk to each other. They're, it's 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 foolish to say that these are their own independent companies who work, and, and they can make their own rules. No, they're bending rules. They're fucking. They're they're bent rules they're they're inconsistent with the rules they're they're doing whatever they can to shape the narrative that's going to benefit them the most and even though parlor was will never be another twitter that's still a threat to twitter that's still a threat to facebook and these motherfuckers uh, they're they still just as the media feels that independent uh independent journalists are a threat to them they fucking are a threat you know like so Yo, i think these are companies competition, though They do care about competition. They do care about making money. They do care about a bottom line.
0: But I also think that these companies are way more international than anybody gives them credit. Like, yo, look at how Facebook gave the internet to Africa. But what did that really mean? And I'm not playing, right? Like, there's a lot of places in the world where via satellite, this, that, the next thing. So motherfuckers open up their phone because these places and a lot of times um, don't... um, A lot of the times these places don't have computers, so it's all mobile shit. So Mm -hmm. Facebook becomes the internet and it's like, imagine Facebook opens up and it's not Google, it's just like a a Facebook version of a Google interface and then Facebook is another app within that and the whole internet is almost siphoned through the Facebook system from multiple countries that where they're saying in Africa, the populations are going to double while the rest of the world retracts so in the data gang world it's almost like these guys are saying fuck america we're gonna go all double down on the future and really get some control in in a lot of places and like when i look at that i'm like wow that's some crazy shit that's happening out there that nobody's talking about
1: but but then you look at countries like i think it was australia but there's several countries that actually started banning facebook because they were like fuck facebook fuck twitter these these are not like there's a there was a country in south america that rejected facebook and twitter they're like there's no way that you're going to censor me in my own country because you decided what can be said and what cannot be said and 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 them that's what i say them. I mean, that's that, why I that, like I giving the
0: internet to a country is so scary right because... exactly
1: because who who controls that information that's gonna allow there and you also see facebook working with governments to control information i e fucking america like they definitely are talking to each other to co- to create a narrative and it, it, it's a it, it's a very scary situation when you have this much power this much control uh, and it's just in the hands of a very few people and I, that's always the argument right the top 1% but this is like the 1% of the 1% and from and from and what they're, I they're hear, protecting their interests. They're isn't there like
0: them. antitrust shit going on to fuck up Facebook and them?
1: The, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. I I don't know. And like, I hopefully I I hope they fucking break that shit up because they are running a monopoly on a lot of shit. Like I got told
0: that. Well, not that I got told. I watch a couple of people, and from what I understand, they want to fuck up Amazon and because it they all got too big, for right. real. And that's the big debate is, are they too big? And so they're actually debating that in Congress a little bit. Um, and they want to try to split Amazon, Amazon web services and all this shit into different companies, take Facebook, Oculus, make them all individual companies. That's like what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And that's being like, I heard like a hot topic now, but I'm not up to date on the outcomes of it, but yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong to a point where apparently your government agrees.
1: Dude, and, well, and, not, and not as so far as to agree, but they'll go as far as they're starting to demand. Like, I don't know if you've seen, like, the deplorable 12 or whatever they're calling them, the, ban- the but they're calling these 12 people the biggest misinformation uh, people on Facebook. They have multiple platforms, and they're calling for if someone's banned on one platform, they want them to be banned on all platforms for spreading misinformation, particularly in regards to COVID-19 vaccinations. Um, and so they have these 12 people who are, they're, they're pushing and, and they're putting pressure on Facebook and threatening them with fucking litigation and and, uh, and changing shit around where they'll be able to control it. And so they took it, the White House has taken it upon themselves to sort of research these 12 people and determine that they are, uh, they're, they're, they're killing people, they're killing grandma, you know, like just with these people and you know whatever you feel about the vaccines whatever i just i'm never i'm never a fan of of throttling information on and on, in, on any level but you know in any case so now the government is starting to put pressure on them and so you're seeing that so not only do they work together but now sometimes they don't work together and sometimes the government no, i think they
0: all right. ops right now i think they're really that techna. i forgot the term is the techna something oligarch i think that's real And I think they mad don't – because, yo, if you look at just leave America and go look at what's going on in Europe, the EU has spent the last five, six years going to war. Um, Like The only reason there's even a California law for data protection is because the EU passed the GDPR law, which anybody working in online world is now very well aware of because if you store client data, you are legally required to delete a European's data or they can sue your ass even if you little mic over and wherever you're at. Ohio, right? So like when it comes down to the like I mean nobody gives a fuck about like us, but like the shit's really there in my opinion, so the EU can sue the big social media companies and get money. It's actually kind of fucked up too. The EU's kinda of like really like that. They really do pass laws to sue American companies for fucking large ass amounts tied up in litigation but when they close these american companies are like okay fine here's 400 million dollars whatever and it's like yo this is all shit that happens and like it's kind of weird
1: yeah i agree i and i you know it, there, there there's something about you know like there's something about this type of control that's that that always hits red bells when you hear so much focus on um like the idea of race and stuff like the idea of how much it's been amplified in these last few years when i've been saying this a lot but you know like it's they're sort of amplifying this idea that in focusing on our differences and they're sort of turning us against each other because they're protecting their own interests they're protecting their own interests because if if we start thinking about why we are in these positions we are in we'll start realizing that these assholes have been robbing us blind for years. I mean, when you, when you find out that Jeff Bezos hasn't paid tax, like there's been years where Jeff Bezos didn't pay any taxes, period. And I know, I know that he, oh, he pays taxes and various No, it is. fucked up.
0: No, you're right. And, fuck and corporate but, tax but law. These
1: people, but these motherfuckers. You know,
0: fuck capital... Obviously- Yo, hold up. On your states, fuck capital tax law. Y'all should be real. Y'all, y'all should go up to all of your politicians and be like, tax capital like it's wages and tax wages like it's capital y'all should just run that run that as a gauntlet because wages are taxed at a higher rate than capital in the states and that's weird because capital is not money you work for it's just money you have that gains interest and that's tax less than the money you work for it's not the same in my country i found that out my accountant's like you're an idiot it's that's the states and i'm like fair enough but now that but that's a real thing so that's really where it is so it's like being rich is just a privilege in your country which is fucking weird
1: well yeah and and that's where it comes down to is the have and have nots and it's like uh when i say they're protecting their own interests by amplifying these 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 are differences um you know like i i got in a little bit of i i I got you were there i got i watched it yeah, you know, with somebody, uh, with LG, who is a fantastic rapper. I love what she does. I'm, st- I'm a fan. And it was, you know, it's it's hard for me to even, like, talk about it. It was, like, something that deeply affected me. And the idea, the, it, I didn't even bring up the idea of black on black crime. The chat did, and, and I just sort of threw it in there. And, and you know, she lit up. And there were several things. But, like, specifically talking about black on black crime, you know, I, I, I'm really glad I had that conversation. I'm really glad that she was patient with me because i didn't realize that th- that this is tied into that narrative of, yeah. of of painting a picture of of the black community but we do have to talk about the fact that there are uh these there is uh there is crime that happens in these lower income but, uh, places yeah, so
0: let's talk about that shit i
1: right, right. can i finish this real quick yeah, and go for i want to hear what you have to say because this is uh, I, you know like when you look at like murder rates you know like you know brown people, Mexicans kill Mexicans, the most Mexicans. Black people kill the most black people. White people kill the most white people. But the through line in all of this is that it happens in lower socioeconomic areas. Now, is there white privilege? Yeah, I've seen it. Especially being in an interracial marriage. Uh, Is there racism? Fuck yeah. I've seen it. Especially being in a racial marriage and a product of an interracial fucking relationship of of my, my, you know, my parents were interracial. So, yeah, I realize that these things happen, but I also recognize that that it's really an idea of who's not getting the money and who is getting the money. And when you see fucking assholes like Jeff Bezos riding their cock into fucking into outer space and then thanking all his workers and the people who bought that stuff for sending him up, like it's fucking disgusting. Because you have this guy fucking touting BLM and. And Pride and all this shit while he treats his workers like shit. He doesn't pay anything in taxes and then he fucking rides his cock into the outer space and rubs it and comes all over us fucking rubbing it in our faces. So I think that the that that we're facing more of a have and have not situation rather than a fucking bunch of people who hate black people and a bunch of and, and Mexicans and stuff. And again, I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist. Mm. But I'm saying that this shit is amplified and because these people are protecting their own interests and protecting their wallet and keeping us busy fighting each other instead of fighting them and fucking questioning power and fucking and we're questioning ourselves instead of questioning the motherfuckers who's supposed to be working for us. So that's 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 that and and that's the shit that I failed to convey
0: uh, <laughs> to I do. Uh, I, I'm going to be real with you you actually conveyed all of those points. You did. Oh, okay. It's just I I don't that.
1: remember it. I felt terrible. All
0: nah. I, did, I was Mike, all, I like wanna just good. say I have had so many of those conversations in my life that affected me just as deeply. Yeah. They were just all off camp. And then sometimes I would say some dumbass shit on the internet. My guy, my I my first year of YouTube is reviewing hip hop as a mm-hmm. white boy middle class now. I come from poverty. And I went to a black high school and I thought those were credentials, but I'm in Montreal. (laughs) Nothing is credentials. Okay. And I went on the internet and talk my shit and people, people put, this is before the YouTube censors on the comments. Mm -hmm. I got put through the ringer a few times. Um, But I also got schooled by so many different people. Every time I tried to come into these conversations and it, it got me questioning shit, a lot of shit, right? I'm a white rapper. Extra like weight on this question, right? Like, what does it all mean? So, what does being an ally mean? What do all these things mean, right? Uh, first thing is privilege. I want to just touch that one up quick because the reality is, is all white privilege is is less anxiety in life. You have the time to think about things because you're not worried about dying, and that's something that I do not think most people really understand. And it took me the better part of a decade to come to that conclusion but when you talk to women about their experiences at night walking around the streets and this one I find is like an easier one. They fear rape. They fear men. I just watched in the local community group, a bunch of women talk about the same two guys running around my neighborhood, scaring the shit out of them. As a man, I've never felt that shit. I walk around. I'm not even like, I look like I'm stronger than I am kind of thing when I'm out and about. So like never had that as I understand it, if you're black and you see the five O's the police, your experience is mad different than mine because mm-hmm. yo in black communities. I've heard that people are given police training, how to deal with police things that imagine all of these extra factors that are, yo you go to work. Now you got to speak politely. I found out recently that if you walk into corporate America and be dropping words with this kind of slang and be spitting in a way that ain't proper motherfuckers be not giving you as much monies in situations. And that's a fact in Montreal, Quebec for myself. So like, what I'm saying is, is all these extra things that you have to think about because you're not the right societally accepted norms Mm -hmm. that are preached about on the internet, add pressure onto your life that make you be unable to have the same level of common sense and time as a person who's not stressed. So my walk becomes philosophy about the universe. Other people's walks might just be, I'm trying to stay alive and get home. I hope I see my family when I get there. That's white privilege. I don't think people explain it like that, but that's all it is. That time you have that stacks over a decade coming up with business plans, proposals, all this shit while other people is just trying to like stay alive and shit with all that being said, you add in shit like redlining where literally it affects literacy rates and education. So you have a bunch of white people on the internet judging a bunch of kids who were never given history books for not knowing shit, who were never taught the same math for being not able to keep up, who were never even given the same English books for being illiterate and unable to compose a sentence with the same grammar. That's privilege. So you start stacking all that shit up and then the only people who ever say the words black on black crime all have my skin color for some reason. That's fucking weird, right? Nobody I, else says I know,
1: it. I know a lot. I know. I, I mean, I know of a lot of black like people. I mean, who, run yeah. the numbers,
0: and, and it's th- going to end person- up.
1: But actually the person in chat who even said black on black crime is-, is, is Bro, is, is, I
0: guarantee you, and I would put my entire professional black reputation, black if you black. ran in numbers on this, 90% of the people use it. So I
1: understand, I understand. And look, I'm not trying to fight that that, that notion. So it's like-, like so. I, when, I don't wanna even say black on black so crime. Anymore.
0: While I'm, you're like actually correct on everything you're saying, I'm also right on all the things I said. And sometimes by saying some of the things you put forward in that conversation, it diminishes everything I said because the focus goes on to some shit that's like facts. Like white people kill more white people. That it's just normal. That shouldn't be part of the conversation. Or when you take the death of a George Floyd, the fact is it's okay, like who who like you, you focused on the crime. Bro, that's like just for the fact, never do that. That's like a way to get clipped. Whether or not you fully agree okay. with that, just as a media dude, man, just in this world, it's like you need to understand that by saying that like bro there's no context that it makes sense that the cops whose job is supposed to be to enforce the laws is 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 killing people frankly the whole police system's whack right like it just is so by going and talking about the fact yo, the cop committed a crime at level 10 and the man committed a crime at level 0.3 frankly it was the shitty it was the smallest crime i've ever heard of so like i didn't need counterfeit 20 of it bro i i've done worse crime not saying what but in my life i have i've been caught shoplifting higher amounts okay like you know what i'm saying i'm not dead and he didn't deserve to die either so the fact but when you mention it it's like why that's what people are wondering because the fact is the whole conversation should be the police system's fucked up and that is like there's no reason to go to the other places if the goal is to create systemic change otherwise what and so this is where i agree with you i think the government has politicized race but i think that the instrument they're doing it is coded language or racism and a lot of people that believe that they're being allies are accidentally using a lot of coded racist language because it logically makes sense but i've watched logic because you know man i'm in a i'm in a montreal where there's a lot of conversations of multiple communities that I have access to. I have interviewed countless people that grew up in inner cities, well, not countless, it's like a, it's like 40, 50, but people who grew up in inner cities, both in Canada and across America. And you know what? It didn't matter where they grew up. The story fucking, there are a lot, way too many parallels, right? So it starts to show like, nah, like there might be some issues where it's having the side conversations that is a huger part of the problem because it stops the people trying to tell their story from being able to properly tell their story because now we're focusing on some weird shit like when you're watching a facebook debate and one man's is using logistical arguments to distract from the bigger message of the next man's and that's how it ends up getting perceived so you're never wrong with these points is the problem so they are all legitimate points but, like, why are we talking about that when, like, there's way more relevant points to be focusing on? I believe that's what she was trying to convey to you in those moments.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what? That, that was conveyed. <laughs> and, and, and I get that. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for that. And, you know, like, it, it, there's, there's a, that, this is why I have these conversations. And that's why I'm so thankful that LG stuck it out because a lot of times when you're in that position and there is a philosophy where it's like you got to protect your energy and if someone doesn't agree with you and you, you're you just like, like get out. And that's part of like this whole argument too. Like people will just sort of be like, I can't talk to you because I, I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm not, I, it's not my job to teach you. It's not my job. It's not our job to teach you, which that's fine. But how are we going to get past these 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 road bumps that when you know i i'm a logical person okay and so in this particular situation saying george floyd um it is true that if he would not have been in that position he wouldn't have been murdered okay if he wouldn't have been passing 20s he wouldn't have been murdered i get that focusing on that is taken away from the larger issue i'm sorry i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry I don't know, i'm Matt. sorry it's just like bro what? if that what? shit
0: went down in my country i'd fucking be flipping shit. like yo how to cops be acting like that like to me okay. that's and, where and like, it goes you and
1: know I agree. and i agree absolutely that the cop reform is is a huge thing i absolutely agree Uh, I also was I was also sort of talking about defund the police as well, where you're seeing lots of crime sort of spring up in these cities that did implement some of these black lives matter policies that they wanted where they did defund the police and crime who
0: reports the crime statistics
1: okay so now we're talking about we're talking about misinformation then so what do we trust what do we trust we trust
0: the one people i don't trust is the stats from police departments is not a stat i've ever trusted in my life
1: but but then you can you can also look at like princeton and harvard's done things and and you know i'm not i
0: do bro i'm with you i don't trust them either i don't trust american institutions my guy no i
1: I don't trust most of it but but you know that hold on
0: did you know that the cdc you're like fucking people that or whatever they do block condom stats because of religious lobbyists. Your government really has bad statistics. I like understand. it's not just the that. Yeah, weeds. No. A you're yeah. like the only place with bad weed research because y'all made it illegal. Like yeah, I you know
1: agree. what I'm saying? <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, th- but that and that's a huge problem. And that's a huge problem. And how do we get past you, uh,
0: here? Here's what you do. You you do you trust international sources. And look at their research because lots of other countries have really good research.
1: Okay, so there's a lot of good research on American problems within these, like, specific cities and these specific mm. policies. I mean, because when we're talking about these Well, you have stuff, other
0: examples to, to compare against. Yeah, like, yo, go to Montreal. Different okay. government system, mad similar problems. Go to Toronto. Can, very can similar. I
1: ask, can I ask what the majority of race population is up in Montreal? Uh,
0: real split, but mostly white. Mostly. Like a, mostly white in Montreal. Well, it is definitely a lot more ethnically diverse than in Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. Huge, a lot of culture, yeah. everything, everything. But, but like, Canada it's still
1: overall, what do you think? What would you say?
0: Very similar split to the states, yeah, yeah, almost, I mean, but I, maybe, just, maybe a I'm little curious. less white.
1: I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm curious. I mean, because, like, you guys, I mean, do you guys have the same? I
0: would compare culture? Montreal to New York. And say we're like a shittier New York.
1: No, no, no. I'm just curious. I'm just curious because a lot of times people compare like look at how like scandinavian countries run. Nah,
0: we have the same problems that you have with immigration with everything yeah. and i hey. agree with where you're hey. coming from it's a terrible yeah. comparison motherfuckers over there be like learn my language or get the fuck out and nobody goes there and it's my a mon- country oh. is like yeah. hey come to my country
1: in, let's be prosperous together but then there's also problems where cultures clash. And, and however
0: and um I've seen, like, the difference between, like, the government being welcoming to it, and I've watched my government get really fucking weird about it. And, yo, it's way less good for everybody when your government gets fucking weird about it. Um, that's that's the one thing I saw the difference of. But, yo, all of our problems are mad similar. And the truth is our socialism – I know. The socialist elements of Canada. I love that. The free love- healthcare. The, yo, I like, literally – I'm not going to say we're the best at it, and I'm not going to say whatever, but like we have shit like vans that go around and give out like needles to like fucking people for drugs and shit to make sure they clean. And like we had like COVID buses and like for the vaccines and shit like, and like, yo, on the real, if I get hit by a car, it doesn't cost me anything. It's (laughs) like, well, the ambulance will run me, but-
1: (laughs) I think, no, I think, I, I think that there is a, there is a cool balance up there. That but like when,
0: through. so when the government in the inner city, and this one I have a solution for, and there's a specific neighborhood in Montreal where they fucked this up and it got worse In when the government invests in youth center. So, uh, youth centers and stuff for kids to do in a neighborhood. And when they just do that one thing, just invest in youth centers and do it properly. And that's what everything all... goes down. But um, the thing too, when you like- create like, so there's one neighborhood in Montreal, basically it's called Little Burgundy. It was basically the English black part of town and what they've done to this neighborhood to establish full control and to keep it segregated and reliant and as poor as possible is clipped all commerce out of the neighborhood and forcing people to have to almost take a bus just to go to a grocery store. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing in there. There's no youth centers in there. It's just residential wasteland. And that is what ends up happening in a lot of places. So yeah. what people... And when you correct that situation that. by creating opportunities for commerce and giving kids things to do, fuck it. Just open studios. Just use center music studios. Boom. They will stop committing other actions because they're fucking bored. Like, you come from a small place. You know what bored teenagers be like. We didn't get there yet because this got liddy. But, like, um so you understand that and then imagine you're bored but literally you can't even get a job at wendy's there is no wendy's and you can't go that far because maybe it's harmful for your life because if you ever look at gang maps the it could be like the grocery store four blocks away crosses three turfs and two of those turfs you might die in i don't know if you've ever done that exercise but it's highly worth doing on a google map street view to have perspective for what it is like to be in a neighborhood that is not like that you know like it's not right it's not my experiences and shit mm. add all I'm, those factors together yeah. youth centers be fucking hella helpful because no, it i sen-
1: agree it, funding if I, and you know like that's what i was talking about when i was you know oh and,
0: and make your prisons not private
1: oh dude Fucking prison system here is just a new way, form of slavery uh, 13th fucking, amendment yeah, yeah yeah totally totally i, I you know, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Most of what what you're saying is 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 very it makes a lot of sense. And and I think the problem is that I ran into with LG is that I didn't have a elegant eloquent way of coming about it because I think that if I would have came about it in a more you know, maybe a little bit more of a open uh, maybe not I don't know what I could have done differently, but I, I know I, well, I could have not said I got advice on it. that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I could have just kept my mouth. So shut. I'm in
0: the position you're in a lot. My guy, what the fuck do I know about being a gangster? What the fuck do I know about crack dealers and shit? Honestly, nah, and the truth of the matter is, if I fuck up one of those conversations in a real way, somebody might check me in real life, as in they live in my city, not that they will because I handle shit. Well, you know what we do? The biggest thing you can do as an ally to the cause is when somebody of color is telling their story, just let them tell their story and at most paraphrase what they say just yeah. put it in different words
1: and i think and- i did that i think i did let her talk and and i do think that there was moments where i probably interjected but only because i was i i did feel like i was cornered but
0: you got you got i i know what you're
1: saying and and i know that i i know that i um I know that I handled that whole situation. First of all, I, I, I just, and I know that there is this privilege that goes along with just being even like, and I can say I'm Mexican all day long and talk about my Mexican heritage and shit, but walking down the street, fucking I'm white. And, and there's, there's no getting around that. And, and I, that's fine. I'll recognize but it's more.
0: Okay. So here's another way to look at the situation,
1: but, but no, I. but here, just, in, just so you know, like when someone starts, you know like again like it wasn't a conversation at a point so like she was operating off of adrenaline and so was i and it 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 went from a conversation to just being talked at and and i'm not trying to you know take away anything what she was saying but like there was a point where emotion was the fuel of that fire and it wasn't like the content of it it was just i gotta get this point out and so and plus, she also even said that she had, you know, for the last three weeks, she's been eating shit on the in the comic section on the comment section in YouTube. So, I, I, you know, she's coming at it in a very emotional way, too. So uh, just to sort of, you know, come back to that point, let people talk. You can let people talk until you're blue in the face. But if you're not having a conversation, then it's not a conversation. And that's sometimes not, not it's thinking-
0: also like. So the-
1: i get it i get it and you know what i'm happy that she was able to get her point across i'm really happy that we're able to come to a point but i but i'm here to have a conversation and that that's that's it that's that's the line that's the line on my show we're having a conversation and, so and like, it's just and, and a matter our- of
0: diplomacy right
1: sure and so I. your, your I question was, was what could
0: i do different so mm-hmm. step one is let people talk. Let's say you don't really like what talk. they're saying.
1: I let people talk. And it's I. It's not that I didn't like what she was saying. It's just so the I was opposite the side of it. She didn't like that. I That is what I was saying. I brought up points that she didn't like, and that's when things went wrong. And, and that's yes. part of the problem as well is that so, we're not allowed to have these conversations. And as soon as someone crosses a line, which the lines are constantly being moved, uh, it, it You know, it turns into this emotional back and forth instead of, you know, where it did end up to where it was both of us smiling and saying, hey, I'm glad we had this conversation, which I want to point out. That's where the conversation ended up. Yeah, big but, facts. But, it, you know, because that could have easily turned, you know, again, she could have just signed up. But, you know, I, I, I allow people to come on. The, I want people to tell their truths, but I, I, I am going to. I, the reason this whole place exists, that my show exists is to let artists come on, tell their story and and let let's talk about it, let's learn from each other. And I learned a really, really, really important, really huge thing. and and that is beautiful. And you know, maybe, you know, whatever I said to her, maybe it was deflected. And maybe it's gone and she don't care about me and that's fine and and i i absolutely adore her as an artist and i think she's an awesome person uh, and we had a wonderful conversation until it got until i started getting silly uh but i you know uh, again it's 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 a conversation and i, I let people talk and and so if it, the if other if the other thing deviates from a conversation it turns into you know it's just into,
0: w- the other thing you can really do is just avoid the word I in your counter defense, in your points. Sometimes what happens is, and this is what's been told to me. So I had this crazy experience. I insulted a trans person, and I said, I'm sorry. And they're like, fuck you, I'm sorry. That's a terrible thing to say. And as a customer service person, I, like, literally have to, like, understand this kind of shit for, like, how to tell a person how to answer a person. So the problem with I as the start of your sentence is it makes it about yourself and the perception of somebody who's upset with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so the a better response than I'm sorry, if you perform some kind of a microaggression, I believe is the term, is to say thank you. Because now it's about you and the fact that you shared about me, it's a little trick, So you can kind of like just tweak your language a bit and show like just enough to kind of accomplish the goals you want. Because That makes a lot you're, of sense your general points are i but you don't want to mimic the behavior of the ops and the eyes of the people that are feeling away and once a person's feeling away maybe they don't have all the common sense in the world in their judgment but if you can just do a couple little tweaky poos on your delivery like there's no there's no reason to be like i'm whatever while she's describing some racist shit like yeah it's, it's maybe not the right time no you know oh, I mean no,
1: the, the, where there's points where I'm like I'm um I'm I'm You know what I mean to, I'm so, so I'm married you, to a black woman I so when have you Say
0: all of woman, that the I, first word is I so right. it just kind of like makes it sound like all you care about is how you look in this conversation that's the right. perception well, that know, comes off to an and audience. Gross.
1: Personally, I hate that when I do when I start bringing up my interracial relationship, I personally think it's fucking awful. And and in that moment, I was just feeling like I needed to defend myself because, you know, I did say some shit, but I also came across wrong. And I know what I was saying was like had a little validity, but I also knew what she was saying, you know, had a lot of validity as well. So like there was just a miscommunication. So I'm
0: saying Amanda, thank you move. You dropped a yo. Thank you. On the other it's so much harder.
1: That, on the other side of that, Holden, it, it, when it, if if some if you made a misstep and you're apologizing and someone is is like fuck your apology, fuck them. I'm sorry, but like you are trying to relate to somebody and they're trying to, they're trying to shut down a conversation. And, and yo, I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Like, I that was not my intent. And and the fact that intentions no longer matter, it's like, I'm sorry. But, like, I did not invite LG onto my show to make her feel awful, to make her feel like she had to defend nah, her ideas and shit. It just happened to turn into this situation. And so I am truly sorry. And if, again, someone wants to reject my shit uh, She understands body, that. If someone wants to reject reject my apology because I said I at the beginning of it, then I'm not really interested in communicating anymore because they're not interested in communicating. I thanked her, by the way. I did thank her, and uh, and, and by the way, I'm not trying to defend my stupidity. I'm, I'm not just
0: saying I'm not. these are I, tricks. I get what
1: you're saying, but like I also don't. I, I don't really care well. people who are that brittle in life.
0: Most of the world is that brittle in life, my guy.
1: It's sad, so I guess I won't be talking to a lot of people.
0: (laughs) I mean, I don't know about that. You're gonna talk. to them. it's kind of what you do, but like I do. But these times are these times are really like weird, dude. Like
1: I agree, and that's the problem. And a lot of us got fucked
0: up. Like a lot of us just got the shit kicked out of us for a year and a half. Yeah. So basically, most of us be sad boy summering as much as we want a hot boy summering and that's the real but but that's the like real truth of it life right now so sometimes we have these moments and it's like everything you're saying might be completely right i'm just saying i just figure it's worth it to maybe i take a crisis aversion approach to this type of shit because frankly i'm i get bored of certain conversations on repeat not to say this one but like certain ones happened a lot in my life
1: to get bored of these these race conversations myself i am it's starting to turn so you can
0: kind of just identify certain verbal triggers i find yeah tweak it and and you never have it again i haven't been yelled at by a person on some shit like this no matter what in years on some little shit that i changed on how i talk to motherfuckers
1: and and you're right and you're right and 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 i know these things because i do this all the time and and like I go back and I replay that situation. It's like, how could I have approached this to where she didn't feel threatened, and I wasn't coming off like the biggest piece of shit? And and like, there are ways to go about that to convey ideas and and mm. not turn it into the. I, I just, it was a sloppy situation. It was just, I was just sloppy.
0: No, man. dude, it was a beautiful situation, just like this one, because motherfuckers need to see moments like that play out to a conclusion, oh, as you pointed out.
1: And that's where I'm at. It's like if if people the idea, if people, Bro, my, my,
0: man, idea if people, people saw can... me, like if people saw me, live on the internet seven years ago, my guy, I'm canceled like a motherfucker for the dumbass shit. I, I actually went through my Facebook and deleted pretty much everything I ever posted. On some, it in some cases was that bad, and my attitudes and ideas once upon a time were kind of fucked up. And oh, yeah, I think there's a lot of value in. My my YouTube channel is honestly a testament to a white dude getting woke, as the kids would say. That's what it is. It's me coming from a lot of attitudes where, dude, I empathize as a human. Dude, I empathize with everything you're saying. I've literally had that conversation you had and felt everything you've expressed to me on numerous occasions in my life. But then... I don't know. I read a bunch of books. I learned a lot of history, and I'm like, yo, at 1.5 percent of America mostly concentrated in the South, and this is just recorded was the Klan, and I'm like, yo, that's probably like 10 percent of people. At 10 percent of people in the 30s is the Klan. Shit, that's a fucking weird stat. That's real. Well,
1: also, but also they have, they do have long-term and, but, plans of infiltrating a high, high places. But like, then that you got to consider a well. lot of
0: people that are alive right now are from that. Like, that's not like far yeah, enough. That. back. So yeah. it's like, that's the kind of stuff that makes people maybe not be as hard as we want them to be and i don't know that it's fair to have that i'm soft as fuck dude but then, I'm, a, but then, I'm sensitive but
1: i understand that and there's no you're an artist man we're, we're sensitive people,
0: i'm also man. canadian so like half <laughs> of y'all's free speech shit i'm like bro i don't even know what that means we I have know. like rules against hate speech Yeah. that's I, what jordan peterson got famous for in america
1: is for sticking up for 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 uh freedom of speech and 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 it is it, it's just it's never been a good case and when any society started clamping down on and on, on information and and Big like facts they you can you, you can say you know canada is still a pretty open country and you can still uh, they just
0: passed a lot of add some censorship that's really concerning that canadians aren't paying attention to but they're going to be allowed to throttle youtube content to say like certain shit might not be canadian enough fuck those guys like wow. the, and this is a real thing that happened but again People don't care well, about canadian politics control, so. is,
1: control is clamping down well no and, and like i don't know if you heard about that they were trying to they're trying to start uh, the white house reached out and they want to start having uh uh like companies like verizon at&t fucking censoring uh misinformation within text messages and our SMS messaging so like you'll be talking to your mom right and you fucking like you text her like hey just be careful with the Johnson and Johnson I heard that in women over 50 that can cause blood clots delete or, or they put that CDC says blah, 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 Can you imagine if you're texting your mother because you're real concerned because this real fucking, this is a real concerning issue with Johnson & Johnson, which just got a label on it saying that it can cause blood clots in women over 50 and blah, blah. It, it, it is a real issue. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to anti-vax or anything, but... Can you imagine your concern that you're trying to convey with your mother about a real situation is getting edited by fucking AT and T at the at the behest of our of 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 our of our government? Like that's fucked up. That's yeah, really we agree up on that. I, so I I you know like this this throttling of information is just a very very dangerous. Well, thing, right?
0: I think the thing that is weird for me is in a lot of ways the free speech thing comes down to like words and not ideas. It comes down to like like specific word choices. It's never, like yo, I have, I have some wild ass ideas, dude. Okay, like pretty much half of my ideas expressed with different language could get me in some trouble. But like I happened to go, so what happened was about five years ago, I got my current boss. And man's broke down to me that if I ever want to make real money at work, diplomacy is important and I'm going to have to learn how to express the same ideas really differently. So I read them 48 Laws of Power, artist seduction, Autumn shits. I fucking read Art of Wars. I read all this kind of stuff. And I realized that along the way, it's not really the ideas that are the problem. It's the delivery that's the problem. So freedom of speech is about freedom of ideas. I mean, you've always had censorship from your government. Advertisers can't just say what they want. Thus, there is a degree of censorship. Liability laws. And, like, there is a clause within free speech called fighting words upon which, if somebody says enough fucking vile shit and you knock them the fuck out, that free speech doesn't, you know, isn't really protecting them of shit anymore because they're guilty of yeah. instigating a situation Freedom of
1: speech is not free that's that's the part that people fucking miss
0: so in a lot of ways what's happening is actually democratic consequence not government induced consequence and people are misconstruing the idea of free speech and being allowed to say what the fuck they want in public
1: and yeah. those
0: two things are not the same like yo absolutely like, yo, you go on Facebook. you know, I've seen this happen with the stand-up comedy scene in Montreal, so I use them as a scapegoat for this idea because you're not there. Yeah, nobody's there. I mean,
1: you guys there. got fucking. There's a couple dudes who got real jail time, right, and real fines.
0: That was a one specific situation that was actually pretty wild, but is not really my point. But they use him as an example a lot because they're fucking idiots. But what they sorry, not <laughs> not anyone in particular. But what ends up That's happening, and I watch them all do this shit, is they go to clubs and they perform for stand-up comics. Now, the problem is, is when normal, regular people don't come and you just shape your craft for comics, you turn into Larry David, you don't turn into like a guy like uh, Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. So there's like a difference. Kevin Hart learned how to talk to like the world and Larry David don't give a fuck what the world think. And these two guys are in different spheres of life and do different things. But a lot of people want to be Kevin Hart, but speak like Larry David in them right? So there's a bit of a cognitive whatever. So then they hit Facebook land, they hit the internet, they say all their wild shit, and then people respond. And then they get like, blah, 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 Dave Chappelle said this. And it's like, bro, you're talking to Deborah, the mom, like, what? Like, you're not in the comedy club. You're on Facebook. That's the world responding to you. None of these people is the government. These are human beings reacting to your opinion. And people be acting like, somebody suppressing their shit, when motherfuckers are like, report, this shit bothers me. Even that, it's still like your peers that had to put you in Facebook jail in the first place. The first time you went to Facebook jail, that was your peers. You pissed off people you know. That was not Facebook. Then Facebook put a target on your back and that's why you go back to jail. But the first time was actually you managed to offend people. And that's why so many people just never went to Facebook jail. They just never shared shit that triggered enough people to fucking hit that flag is inappropriate button.
1: Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And, and you know, I, I agree. Like, I don't want people just saying whatever the fuck. I don't want people just, you know, saying the N word all over the place. I don't want my son seeing that shit. And, but I do think there, there needs to be a place for that. Um, It's just
0: private. But even Facebook made private groups for that until people took it way too far. But like there are avenues that are just less public for people to do that. And then people choose to still do it all in public
1: i think the problem is is that facebook and twitter and instagram has all become these monoliths of information and and so much has become dependent on it so many people's businesses so many people like even like uh public services rely on facebook you know and uh it, it, and so it's sort of turned into a, a public square and yeah you can't go into the middle of of Times square with a with a mega horn and just saying I hate, you know, blah, you know, X and and saying the worst kind of derogatory term you can think of. Uh, but there is sort of this,, uh, they do hold a monopoly on information that, that yeah, but- has started to become vital to us. and and not only can you get banned and throttled and kicked off for saying things that might end up being true, but you know, like they they go out of their way to they they do actually go out of their way to throttle people's information, which has been pretty proven. And I get what you're saying that if you're out there saying stupid stuff, that you did get reported. But you know, it. I,
0: I... Can we go Can we go back to the businesses though? Let's just talk about good versus bad business. Okay. Let's say you obscene as fuck. Yeah. Right. You you like you ranchy. You make porns. Mm-hmm. Do you think that on your Facebook page you're putting full titties out, or are you doing no. a little like? Whatever, whatever. I've been watching these only fan grinds not because I actually care, but because yo, I like marketing, and yo, these yeah, people know how to market. I agree. Honestly,
1: Amaranth and Indie fox are fucking awesome at this. And I'm I,
0: sure. I watched Amaranth on Twitch. I'm like, yeah. what is she doing? And, and everything about, about her channel was like art. But you know what she did? She understood where she was, and she never crossed the line. And well, so, what happens? <laughs> yeah that's fine but yeah. like what i'm saying is is like in general it's the only fans where you got that stuff so people are putting the only fans content out on blast it's bad business people are going like you don't even if you want to make money on content you don't put the juiciest shit out on blast you gate that motherfucker right yeah. you shouldn't be fucking inappropriate where grandmas are at and yes all of the grandmas be on facebook the average age demos on facebook are old as shit because the kids is on the gram you know what i'm saying so like it's not even it's like you're on a platform for old people now and you're mad that old people don't want it to become like you know what i mean like when you really run it like that it's like
1: But but then there's like real information that needs to get conveyed that gets throttled And so where does the line draw because I think that there's inconsistencies and and just for instance uh, And this is getting thrown around a lot but like the idea of the lab leak situation where you have Last uh, like ten months ago if you said anything about lab leaks if you put any kind of uh, articles anything Facebook was banning people, shadow banning. They were, you know, people lost their entire livelihood because they were saying this thing. Fast forward ten months later, now uh, Fauci's out there saying that that this is a real possibility, and now it's okay. Well, gov- the government
0: changed,
1: right? But 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 you can see that. that would
0: be but, my answer to that, honestly. Yeah, but I'd but legit.
1: okay, but no i i wouldn't because the fauci's emails you can fucking you can trace this shit back they have been thinking this the information has been being suppressed by the who the information is fucking being controlled by. i'm not really
0: watching it that okay well let me just
1: tell you this is what's happening and fucking and so the info so what i'm saying is that it becomes dangerous because if we could have known about this being a lab league last year we could have been working for the last 10 months to prevent the next fucking lab league but no the information got destroyed now that the, the fucking no one wants to talk about it everyone's trying to debunk it and but but yet they're still acknowledging that it's a real possibility so the, what i'm saying is that it gets it, it gets dangerous like do you want another pandemic fuck no do you want to prevent it at any cost fuck yes and they're getting in the way of it because fuck it well i have a question no, i'm not saying the, that the i have, lab the, is true, I have but, a
0: question so. about like Something you just said there, because like okay. I haven't been following it, because I I honestly put this in my brain in the what the fuck can we do? It's in China category, Um uh, right. And so that was my honest answer. Is so, let's say we uh, find wait. out it's a lab leak. Let's say everybody's right. Okay, then what?
1: Then we stop defunding gain of function research, which which we are about to dump one point five billion dollars into doing more of that. Fauci, sorry, is- what no, research? Uh, gain of function research is the research that they were doing in the Wuhan lab that led to the actual virus being created because what gain of function research is is they go and they find uh viruses and these deadly uh bacteria and they amplify it to to 10,000 times so they can find uh, the cure for the next pandemic. So what what's basically being said is that this research that was partly funded by Americans, there's a partly funded by Fauci, this Wuhan lab, uh, the money fucking coming from a Fauci uh, source fucking was in part possibly is what got us into this pandemic in the first place. Because uh, I mean this is well known now, but there was you know doctors and scientists were last year around october were showing signs of covid out in the world one of the researchers wives died uh so from a covid type symptom so uh this is beyond like conspiracy theory type shit this is like for real like we're pushing forward these agendas that these fucking career uh political doctors and uh, and career researchers uh you know their whole life researches on this shit their their egos that there's money there's fucking there's notoriety behind all this shit and, and lots and lots of money billions of dollars is being is up for grabs mm. for so yeah they they're fucking trying just to just
0: to, to add on to care. your money point because it adds to your point um why, why did bill gates privatize the vaccine
1: because he's see now i don't know what i don't know what his deal is but that dude
0: is fucking. i mean that to crazy. me that was, look like i mean i'm not really like a we all microchipped my guy this shit sends me an email of everywhere i went it's creepy as fuck <laughs> um but like the fact is like i was kind of like sketched out a bit by that because it just means that well somebody has to make money on this shit and i'm like that's fucking weird so i do believe there's some funny business going on with regards to everything related to this shit yeah for sure
1: that's the slippery slope about controlling information it's who's making these decisions who made that decision in facebook to say oh lab leak out go and fucking You know, it's who has the power to 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 throttle this information, and and I mean, these companies are just getting to a a certain size that it's becoming undeniable, and they're inconsistent with their TOS rules. I mean, inconsistent with all their fucking policies. They pick and choose, and we already discussed how they fucking collude and talk to other fucking uh, other technology companies and governments and, and news agencies to create a narrative that they're trying to push. So, you know, I mean, it's a little weird, right? I don't think it's weird.
0: Within that though, I think it's less um, deliberate and more a lot of opportunist opportunists did it, which actually makes me way more optimistic because then you can just learn the system and figure out how to use this shit for good. Because yo, there's, when you really run history, like half the shit is random chance plus racism. And that's honestly like yeah, there half is the a world. Lot of
2: stuff in there. Yeah,
0: but it's random chance and like a lot of other shit. But like usually it boils into those two ballparks of how shit got done. But like frankly, it would be like your are con- Like look at Canada. Like you got a bunch of water. Luck, we got lucky. You know, like yeah, absolutely. And so like if you're born somewhere else, less lucky. And I don't mean that. I am fucking ignorant enough to like say some shit like my country's the dopest, even though it's probably not. But like. Hey, At the end of the day, like I feel like proud. a lot of people are like, "Hella, like I'm blessed to live in Canada." and I should be acknowledging that because we blessed do to have live good.
1: America as fucked up as we are. I, I realize that, and i I have it, but I'm very happy that I can go over to my tap water and get water without poisoning. I can't say that about Flint, which by the way, I was saying some rude shit about Flint the other day on my podcast. I didn't mean it. I love Flint. I love the people, but a, Michigan is a corrupt fucking state and they, and corruption is what got them into where they're at and it fucking sucks. It's not their fault. But, man,
0: uh, but when you're it, looking at your I, country, it's like your country's a corrupt country and corruption's how it got to be where it's at. It was my assessment of all I mean, of it.
1: I mean, but, uh, I think there's uh, do probably I, I think I think there was probably good intentions at the beginning, even though that, you know, even if they were slave owners who wrote the,
0: the, the no, it's like, it's more like, mean? there's no way to look at America as though slavery wasn't a cheat code that got them to catch up to okay. Europe, because that's all it was. And Absolutely. we can go down, you know, the whole shit's exactly. whack, right? And I blame, let's be real, England was a, it was a little bit more of a, people don't put enough blame on England. Let's yeah, be real. The
1: ones Where did we learn this shit from? Where did we learn imperialism? Like people from? ain't
0: throwing it around. There's just not enough hate going at Europe. I would argue, <laughs> to be honest with you, UK, be more like, guilty. With it. Feel more guilty. You, I mean, UK. be more aware. Be more cognizant that we all actually did this shit, but that the fact is is collectively we've benefited off of it and that's facts yes. like it's hard to like we have
1: collectively benefited from it but thus it's I not did. that
0: we, we contributed it to it in, see that's the thing that i think mm-hmm. that's what you want to avoid when you're talking to somebody who's like feeling away who who might like not you're like right that.
1: you know what hold on i i do want to circle back and say that you're right that there's nothing wrong with approaching things in more delicate um, fashions and 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 i absolutely agree with you and as someone who interviews somebody that's a very valuable tool in getting what you want instead of having conflict and 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 conflict can be entertaining to watch i mean i'm sure it was super cringy that 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 section of the po- the conversation but uh you cringy
0: know. for reasons that you would, it was more like reminding me of my past honestly so it felt like uh i it, I, yeah, I felt it yeah. like on a deeper level than you might expect
1: no I, and you know what my I am my wife had a lot to say about it afterwards and you know what she helped me come to some real conclusions and really really solidifying uh you know where LG was coming from and and she you know from her own experience she was just like yo this is you, you know so everything that you said to me was already said but like in way is more what is what i can give you in a That's way like... more serious and direct way but but you're right and in, in, as an interviewer going about things in a more delicate way and 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 really making an effort to connect and making an effort to relate um and, and you don't have to sacrifice your scruples or or your integrity as an interviewer uh, just by you know, just by being a little bit more nice, you know, being a little bit more respectful, and and again, I, I I'm not defending the way me and what I said on that interview because you know I oh, fucked it up. I screwed the pooch on a lot of stuff. Um, but sometimes I, like you kind of play most, the
0: role of a martyr to be the example for others exactly. and it's a beautiful and here, thing
1: and here we are at the end of it you know at the end of that conversation able to smile and say you know thanks for having me on thanks for coming on and, and you know go away peacefully and being able to you know leave something behind that that is going to teach somebody because i guarantee anybody who listens to that podcast or who was watching it did learn something And that's important, especially on a platform like Twitch, which is a very, very pale platform, uh, lacking in melanin, uh, I would say. I would say, yeah, I would say that Twitch is really, really pale. Lots of white people on Twitch, but
0: i have a disproportionate reality because 80 percent no, of the no, people i know on twitch are like djs of caribbean descent because of how i got into twitch so my twitch is is very different than that actually but Look, uh
1: yeah, mine too i have i mean like no no, no. i
0: mean it's it just like i was like surprised that you said that but then i had to think about it i'm like okay i know that actually bro, makes how
1: many sense. You, i mean, if. I'm, I, Asians, you know, take up a lot of it because, you know, there's a lot of Asian gamers. I mean, that
0: that, I mean that's not really where I was going with it. So, yeah, one thing that I think is worth <laughs> just up. break down stats,
1: up. I guess. But, no, nah, what my point was, even bringing that up, is that on a platform like this where people might not have that experience to these ideas, I think it's really important for that to exist on a platform like that, uh, you know, because, a lot, let's face it, a lot of people on Twitch are kind of sensitive and... and and like if someone can see that two people can have a conversation where there was you know there was direct uh you know there was definitely discourse and and but at the end of it we were still able to communicate and and smile and say you know thank you and 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 show love to each other i think that that is an important that's the biggest takeaway from that is that i learned something yes but the fact that anybody who you know, anybody listening to that is going to learn a huge thing.
0: I I feel like the even bigger takeaway is that you're like acknowledged on the following stream that it affected you and you took it seriously. That was a huge takeaway. I watched the stream but Biden told me he said that, um, and that you have taken it seriously. And even this conversation, I mean, it's not exactly what I had in mind, but sometimes you gotta like run with a moment and be like, this is actually a valuable like piece of content to have because who act, how often do I actually get to have this conversation and this much like, you know, there's actually like tangibles that have nothing to do with me, but I have been gifted with a lot of nuance onto what made your guest angry and why she expressed the specific thing she expressed. Cause I've had those things said to my face so many times and then they stopped. And I, I like, it's not even like I'm trying to flex, right? Like, oh, yeah. I think, um, like I, I, i sit there a lot and i listen to stories of people who who remind me of where i come from i went to pakistan and like bro like yo a minimum wage is an old man with a shotgun at a mall you think about your life a little different type thing right and that's some real shit in lahore pakistan um and like i don't know man i just i realized that as a white dude in my life and where I come from, my last name is Roy, which is a French last name, it's Roy, like, you know, Patrick Roy, the hockey player, you know, and all that shit. Okay. So like, um, with that, I got like better opportunities in my life, Just be- and it's not even like fake. They like did a study and found like 90% of CEOs in Quebec have French last names. And like, it it's real, real, where I'm from. So it's just to like know that in the back of your mind that like, dude, at one point, I was, I was participating in the practice of pre-screening applicants via, um, accent. So it's like when you've participated in the system, because y'all thought you were doing the right thing for, it's like, you start to like think and you're like, that's just me where I'm imagine when places, you know, like, and then it's like, damn, eh, those are people's job opportunities on some dumb shit Often, and like, I got to live with that forever and ever and ever. It is what it is. You know, I'm not gonna say who and what and where and whatnot, but like, I gotta live with that. And that's just me, my little micro contributions. And the problem with our lives is sometimes, like, yo, I've seen people make jokes. Man, you go look at the jokes people make, bro. Oh my gosh, a lot of American humor is derived in white man good, everyone else is goofy. And I'm yeah. not like saying it to like talk shit. It's just I rewatch a lot of comedies with my like, social justice lens because yeah okay fine i'm a left-wing libertarian type that's kind of where i lean just for foot biases but i watch some of this shit and i'm like yo after learning about what women told me and stuff that's not funny <laughs> after learning about consent that's not funny yeah, animal house is kind of wild if you think about it
1: Oh, bro, fucking even the early 2000s, if you watch anything from the early 2000s, they're dropping F-bonds, and I don't mean fuck. And, you know, they're <sighs> dropping real rude shit. Like, me and my wife are just sitting there like, holy shit, like, how did we not see that? Because, you know, early 2000s was me and my wife's upbringing. So we were inundated Same. with that shit. So it's like we, we, we saw that every day, and it never even registered to us, and now we're sort of like you know, as we look back in time, we can sort of step back and be like, wow, that is really fucked up. Um, but... The, so the, imagine, the, like... The shitty, like the shitty every- part of me, though, and in, in, in the shitty part of my... Not the shitty part, actually. There's no shitty parts of my wife. She is a golden angel. But, you know, she also laughs at some of the inappropriate shit, too. Because, you know what, there is some absurdity to it. And I get what you're saying. Like, the rape shit is not that funny at all. Like that. But but there are situations and some shit that gets inappropriate that's not acceptable anymore. But it can be funny. But I'm not trying to pick shit apart or, or name anything. In particular, it's just, I just. I also see value a... in funny and even if people are getting punched down on it sometimes because as a fat guy and as a former fat guy, fat jokes to me are so funny and I'm sorry fat people who fucking get all sad about it, but fat jokes are funny. I'm fat. Sorry. I'm fat and I still laugh at fat jokes. My bad. I think it's hilarious. It's more
0: like, for me... And I don't agree. Nobody agrees with me. I don't really laugh a lot. You may have noticed. I'm not a huge laugher. <laughs> um, in your chats, you may have seen the level of severity I take to everything. You do. So like, you do.
1: No, and I appreciate that, actually. Like, that's
0: just so everyone needs to take into account that I'm not funny by any conceivable metric of intent. Usually I'm funny because I'm aloof more than I'm, or like I spit facts in a way that people find fucking funny. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Bonnie's saying I'm a real hoot. I mean, but, yo, people find me entertaining and I'll, I'll take the knowledgeable. I, I mean, I know you said knowledge. I'm pretty knowledgeable, but I, I do laugh hardy when I laugh when, when you can get me. But usually it's some stark, blunt truth shit that makes me laugh. That's the funniest shit in the world. When somebody says the shit that nobody says, that's what George Carlin did. That's mm-hmm. the only thing. And he never punched down. And everybody holds him up as a candle to like the greatest motherfucker. Richard Pryor never punched down. Everybody holds him up as the greatest. Well he yeah, no, he never punched down. Holds him up as himself. the greatest. Or at least he evolved and stopped dropping M bombs. Whatever, whatever. And you know what? All the people that rever, these people punch down. And I'm like, bro, that's like listening to Eminem and then like not even learning a damn thing about how he rhymes and just rapping like the worst rapper ever. And saying, Yo, but Eminem's my hero. I rap just like him. I'm like, no, you don't. You suck. And that's kind of like what I hear when I hear the intent behind a joke. Because if your joke is just to talk about front page Reddit news, chances are you're not saying anything. Whereas these people made observational comedy that was excellent satire of actual issues with the intent of bridging gaps and shit. Mm -hmm. So people read your intent is I feel like what happens a lot in the world. And like most people know that like my intent is like, curiosity I and i you know, i say some dumb shit a lot i forgot where i was going with this i legitimately got distracted looking at bonnie's face <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: yeah that's all right you're struck by your girl's beauty man there you go
0: it happens but like uh, anyway i got i f- completely forgot my point but um all i had to say uh it was, sometimes you just have to like accept that like the weird conversations happen so that people can learn from them. And sometimes yeah, we the puns and, and in some that.
1: Things, some things are funny to some people and some things aren't funny to other people. Like you have a different sense of humor than I do.
0: Oh Does yeah, mean- I'm not funny. Comedy, I remember now. Yo, most comedy that I see is derived in this intention to uh, say that person's life is worse than mine, thus I feel better. And I find it weird. It looks almost like people use comedy the way drug addicts for dopamine releases. And that's my like really not funny, critical analysis of most people's taste in comedy. It's derived from like the same shit that gets you likes on Facebook, and it's entirely like that person's life's worse than mine, so I can sleep better at night. And I'm like, that's some toxic shit to me. And I understand that I'm the weirdo here, but I don't feel differently <laughs> with that. you time.
1: weird. I mean, there's definitely, like, I mean, like, there's a lot of people who feel that way, too. I mean, obviously, there's people out there who want these comedians. Oh, to be, be fair, not, you,
0: you all can talk. say what you want to say. I'd rather you all say your jokes than I know who says what.
1: yeah me too me too that's another part of of speech that uh that that that's very valuable is that when you know what someone is where someone's coming from then you know who to avoid or who who to who to reach out to or who to just you know who to invite your home but uh i don't know man like the the idea of of comedy and jokes and stuff like i am of the school is like if it's a joke if it's a good joke and, it, and it's funny then it's funny i mean if it's if it's someone just saying like that n-word n-bombing just to be like shocking or something like you I, like you have to be that's the thing you can say these fucking things that you're not supposed to say but if you say it in a way that's just like not funny or stupid then yeah you should probably be canceled just because you fucking no, suck at it no no they should be canceled
0: I feel like canceled is such I'm just joking. A, I know but, y'all are playing on that canceled thing. I saw uh, it. All.
1: I I love. Well, I I hate cancel culture, but but no, in 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 the most serious way, it's like these uh, comedy is there to alleviate and 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 to alleviate the absurdity of life, and and because life is so ridiculous and absurd that there has to be someone to relieve that 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 fucking anxiety out there and say these things that might. You know, it might it, it, the idea is, you know, some of these people are saying things to make a point. Some people are just saying things to make you laugh. And the idea is to laugh. If it's a shitty joke, it's a shitty joke. and And, you know, maybe they do need to well, apologize for it. but
0: but that's I think what's happening is that a lot of people think a lot of those jokes are shitty jokes. And what the real debate is is what's funny. But it's not government induced. It's that, like, a lot of people think, yo, know, I've seen a lot of people make jokes that I'm like, that's a trash joke, in my opinion. Again, I don't think I'm funny. Uh, so my opinion's trash. But sometimes I look at the intent, and an example would be like um, a left wing person in Canada making fun of Republicans because they're stupid. And I'm like, if you really think about that joke, it's really kind of like ignorant on all levels like it doesn't matter how you spin it the whole reason so it's like you can say a lot of hateful shit but because you say it's about republicans that's like okay
2: right
0: and they believe this is funny and you know what a lot of people who might hate republicans may also think that that's really funny but myself as a person who cares just about the language that's all i care about i just look at the language of your joke and i think about it at like a literal level that's why i'm not funny I go, that joke is just all kinds of hate for a wide group of people that you don't know anything about. And that's how sometimes a lot of jokes feel to a lot of people. Now, is it funny? Yeah, it actually is to a lot of people, but it's also not funny to a lot of people. And I think that the comics also should be cognizant of that when they choose to make edgy humor and not be so fucking butthurt when they choose to make edgy humor. Because they chose to put the edgy humor into the world. When I make I, I, edgy I, I, shit, I deserve whatever comes from. It. I made a Tom McDonald clickbait video. I get fucking Tom McDonald fans hating on me to this every fucking week. You can ask Bonnie. <laughs> she sees the channel. I got one today and I deleted a petty comment and wrote a less petty comment. But like these <laughs> motherfuckers are like constantly coming at me. But can I be mad? I call Tom McDonald clickbait. I deserve whatever the fuck I get from his fan base, whether or not it's rational. I knew what I was doing and I yeah. did it because it's clickbait.
1: <laughs>
0: I was yeah. copying Tom McDonald. I felt he was inspiration to me, this clickbait rapper motherfucker. I'm very happy to call him that because that's what he is.
1: How do we get in? How do we get in? You know? it. It, it, it's it's just, it's funny. It's funny that there are certain people, though, that you can make fun of, and it's okay, like white people, like you can fucking call a white woman Karen all day long, and that's okay, and if you're offended, then fuck you, well, you should feel white guilt. People and, don't
0: like, like a particular but, but kind open, of person.
1: Yeah, but is it okay to, to to marginalize this person as a particular person? Yeah, but what
0: yeah. is this? Let's, let's look at the definition of this Karen term. A Karen is yeah, a person but, who, in particular, take, like that lady that recently was in that fucking store in New Jersey who, yeah, when the awful, camera came up. Awful people. Awful people awful so people, I we're talking it. about people who are particularly taking advantage of their whiteness to be racist, upon which, in that one context... If a person is being a Karen, given what a Karen is, or like a person who's abusing their fucking privilege to be extra white about that shit, I mean, I'm personally on board with it. If it means that in those contexts, then yes, I'm all good with that shit. Uh,
1: Personally, I think it's hilarious, and I'm not trying to fucking take away from it, but but you are allowed to shit on white people in any context take the word carrot yeah, out it's, of the situation that's yeah, fair I, I dunk on white on people out there coca cola <laughs> is allowed to tell white people to stop being so white okay so like hold on
0: is that a real thing i think i heard something about that, oh, that i don't debunked? know about it
1: was that debunked? no i don't know did no, that happen i'm pretty sure uh, cuz i
0: I don't know anything about it and if that's a thing I'm mad curious what that even means
1: yeah what what is it fact check coca-cola uh rooters I don't I don't trust any of these fact checkers uh, fact checkers uh, I don't, uh an image of coca-cola can slogan try to be less white was shared widely on social media confusing audiences who believe it's authentic the company confirmed no such product was produced and according to experts okay. it 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 was it sounds kind of so, but so you know- but there is but there is this idea that uh You're right. you can sort of shit on white people and white people need to be less Karen-y and less this and less that and i think that that's creating even more a bigger division a bigger divide because now you're fucking making white people feel like like white guilt is why we are even talking about race right now if it wasn't for white people feeling guilty about fucking the shit they did in the past we wouldn't be fucking here right now it's a lot of these well, fucking terms I think it's a lot of the shit like... comes from the university of elite white people who are talking about this what shit. about
0: the fact that all of us often have like racist relatives and shit that we never check what about the fact that we all tolerate racism in our lives everywhere maybe you don't maybe you don't
1: (laughs) but yo i seen some shit that
0: i kept my mouth shut for because it would cost me my paycheck that's a fact of course and so that means in those moments where we choose to do that we are now complicit (laughs) to the current system my guy yeah but like how are you gonna Uh, i'm not saying i have solutions but this is where it's like we're kind of complicit to the damn system but all of us
1: they've also created a system that puts us in a position to have to do that because your paycheck depends mm. on it but then so, we just need like, to be at least cognizant
0: it of it right, right. like well, wh- so why
1: did the why did the good people of, of germany well, decide to fucking pick up arms and go fucking round up jews you know like how did they convince that is a loaded question I I understand it's super
0: similar shit to what Trump was doing and mad similar to shit to what Quebec 2021 is doing. What Quebec 2021 is doing really similar
1: is going on right now.
0: I'm just trying to point that out because yeah, but like, kind of like, so yeah, not bringing it up. So here's the thing. I have zero white guilt because I try actively to stay like informed. I know that I've done like shit, but like what guilt is a weird concept. Like, what are we guilty of? Why do white people feel guilty? That's, it's it's a strange concept. I read this article that changed my whole fucking I can, life on I this. Can
1: say this by experience that white guilt makes black people uncomfortable. So I'll yeah, just it does. Go ahead, throw that I'm, out there. So <laughs> I've actually some, okay. I, I I've some, talked to got like some good sources on that information. So
0: one time we had to write. Okay, so one time. We tried to, like, get an email passed at work to, like, Black Lives Matter. So we brought this lady in and she gave us a 30-minute lecture on how to word this motherfucker to not piss off black people and said all kinds of shit. White guilt was basically the conversation. She said, nix anything that sounds like white guilt. And it goes back to that I thing. And then I had this, like, there's I read this article and then I, like, confirmed it throughout the years. And it taught me about this cultural conversational rift that's happening between black and white folk and it has to do with I versus we. These two words. Mm-hmm. Black folk, as they understand identity, and I'm I'm not saying hundred percent everything, I'm saying the anecdotal evidence of the hundreds of folk I've tried to like connect with and learn from, blah 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 bloop, believe it that the idea of identity is attached to a we concept of community and a collective. Whereas the honky version of this shit is an I thing in some fucking me, myself, and how I attach to things. It's almost like the opposite. The white concept of identity is honestly like the opposite of like the other concept of identity. So at a fundamental issue, the the, the notion of saying I in this conversation becomes preposterous, which is why I focus so much on the word I. I don't do that. That is the one huge shit I've done is because it takes yourself out of the conversation. You have to now formulate your opinion without talking about yourself. And it's actually way harder to do that. But it's way more effective to th- you'll notice very little did I say I except to maybe relate to you a one two times. But I never said I to counter you. Mm. Ex- unless well, it was like drastic story time over.
1: If I was just gonna be like, so can we talk? Like if I was gonna go back and replay that is like, can we talk about the idea of black on black crime? and then that sort of lead us into the idea that black and black crime is a toxic
0: term used. but like preface the fuck out of it my guy like walk in like it's a minefield and you should approach it like that like i'd be like yo first of all thank you so much for taking the time and energy to like fucking share your experience with me Honestly, I appreciate it. I know that I might be coming off a little bit ignorant here and there, but my true intention is to learn and share for other people so that we can, you know, create more allies for the cause type thing. And you have to be mad sincere too. I am mad sincere as I say this shit. Um, So you thank them right away because you care what they fucking have to say. And that tells them that because you're taking, that's why I say thank yous is mad important because that's what it communicates to other people that like you give a shit what they think and then you kind of ask Yeah, I want to understand why this makes people feel uncomfortable, because I don't understand it. And the truth is, is that's what's happening in a lot of cases is you don't understand why that shit's a trigger.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what and if you get
0: mad specific like that, people believe you more, I think this is my this is the yeah, holding yeah, yeah. guide to not getting fucked up on the internet it's um, like first
1: of all maybe not even go there but but second of all maybe no you can go shit. there
0: no i go there all the fucking time i'm telling this is how i survive it though i i just first of all it's like yo thank you for sharing with the rest of us that don't know this shit your experiences because it is a burden and nine times out of ten they're dealing with some motherfucking shit in my experience where the other person isn't you they act different how many times have you seen hateful shit that get said if that person was dealing with hateful comments for a week on youtube and then you said anything that mimicked those comments dude you just walked into a minefield without knowing it by accident and that's what i believe ended up happening based on what you said there
1: right and and, and you know like another reason why i felt so bad about that is because you know she did know that I mean, like I told, well, I was dealing with a PR person. So like there was no direct contact between me and her. And this happens a lot is like you, you talk to a PR person. And then by the time you talk to the guests is on, they have no idea what's going on because nothing yeah, was prepared I went to- through that recently properly. That's facts. And, and so, you know, I feel horrible that this person comes on my show to talk about her video and and then all of a sudden she feels like she's getting attacked and and there's this fucking white dude who's just talking nonsense at her and she's been dealing with a bunch of shit for the last three weeks and she has the stress of of all this attention and all this you know like because she's not she's she's gotten over like six million plays like over TikTok and mostly definitely
0: a shitty experience
1: so so she, well yeah but you know it's a shitty experience not, not to
0: make you feel bad or anything but just as you no, describe it it's like yeah it's not the best
1: no no and and that's why I'm saying you know like I, I, I take it very seriously and, and you know like it, it affected me and it still affects me and like as of like Friday it was still fucking with me you know so like dude that just I'm means still that you're like learning exactly and and that's, that's the, that, that, and back to this, like, that's what I'm most thankful for is that we were able to learn, like, I was able to learn and really have an idea and concept sink in and, uh, you know, just see the other side of things and not just think on this, like, very, because, again, I, I think on a very logical and rational level. And, like, that's why I, you know, like, I'm just, you know, well, I see these inconsistencies in, 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 in what people are talking about. And, and to me, I don't understand why that isn't part of the conversation. And I understand that that sometimes that can take away from the bigger picture. But these are still part of what makes up the bigger picture. These are all steps that lead to... You know what's going on so the it's i feel like we can't ignore these facts we have to sort of incorporate it into the conversation in a way that is i don't know doesn't hurt people awesome. i don't
0: know i well, i don't it's just a matter it. of so because you're describing effect and not cause the ca. Co- the effect is there is black on black crime not the cause of shit is black on black crime no the effect is that crime happens in this neighborhood Mm-hmm. at a higher rate than other neighborhoods right and then so this is what the is effect.
1: That? what's leading but lo- what's leading to this happening? lack of
0: youth center lack of education government Funding. racism Funding. gerrymandering yeah. fucking redlining tactics over 80 years Leo, the list goes, goes on. on my guy right, well documented right. shit at the end of the day it almost feels like going to the effect and focusing on that is kind of weird when the cause is well the government been kind of racist since time
1: but and at the end of the day, we just want people to or have like, better lives, right? We just want to elevate people's lives to be better. And like when you again, when you look at it, look at it from the frame, and and I get it. Again, I'm not trying to discredit any kind of like. i, I, I know this is what
0: We're talking about get it out. We'll discuss it.
1: But I'm saying when I'm saying that it's more about the having the have nots, and when you are looking at the socio economic uh, side of it, it, it does seem like. Uh, you know, fucking. If you look at it through the lens of of you know, like it's all about race, then why are all these white people killing each other, having the same crime issues in their low income communities mm. as well? You know, I mean, shouldn't it, shouldn't shouldn't white people be at least, you know, if if it is something actually completely yes, white of it? people
0: do need to be put on blast more and they're not
1: i, I agree I, I agree that white people do need to put on blast and, and i'm not saying we don't i mean it's but i think we need but, to go no
0: it. i'm saying your media and my media in our countries absolutely word things in ways to vilify black people and other people of colors in order to make people feel like black on black crime makes more sense to say because when it's a white person who commits the school shooting it's a troubled kid but when it's a black person pulling up and doing a drive-by it's a gangster but really it's all the same shit Me- motherfuckers be committing murder and oddest be jargon that is invented by the media in the first place if we go back to a victorian true crime murder shit all this language is just invented in a sense to manipulate us into having certain kinds of conversations and distract okay. us a little bit okay i call man. this shit smoke screen issues remember pokemon and yeah. the attack smoke screen right and how it would distract people and lower accuracy I call the some of this shit smoke screen issues. They exist to cause that effect.
1: Yeah, most my, uh, uh, most mass shootings happen in lower income communities all the time. I, uh, mean, um, bro,
0: I mean, you guys got like fucking universities, schools, all kinds uh-huh, of shit, but, rich but, neighborhoods, uh, all um, kinds of okay. shit. Okay, just just it's wild, dig, man.
1: This. dig this, man. Dig this. Uh, about about a month ago, in one weekend, there was sixty people died in Chicago from uh, from violence and mostly them in in a smaller part so i'm not saying let's focus on that and take away from the fact that that all this history the scars of history ended up here how we go forward
0: how do we go forward though white people have to like actually kind of go yeah it's white people's fault that the people in chicago have this situation it's white people's fault that's where it starts and we don't feel guilty about it and we move on from that point. That's where it actually starts because the okay, truth but, is if but, you want to run Chicago's history, my guy, it is one of the most well-documented because they put not, a hot, hun- no, but like you got to understand, like, it's almost like if you're born black in a certain place, you're just given disadvantages in life. So white people have to acknowledge that's real without the butts. Just it's real. Right. End of sentence
1: okay but but would it be possible that if these if these neighborhoods that do have uh these large amount of minorities and including white people if they did have the proper funding would this fucking alleviate the? but problem? how do they
0: get the proper funding my guy i'll tell you what happened in it, montreal it, it's let me tell you no, what happened in it's montreal not by defunding
1: the... the police that's for sure because we're so seeing... what
0: happened was is they clipped the neighborhoods school fundings and shit to mm-hmm. fund the militarization of a police, which was yeah. a privatized and move and it's bullshit. mad dirty. That's
1: fucking bullshit. So
0: maybe taking the money they gave to the police in the first place by gutting the neighborhood which elevated crime rates and just shifting that back to the neighborhoods for the purposes they were there for. I'm saying there's one neighborhood in Montreal, high use centers back in two thousand ten and shit. What they did? They gutted it all it tax money montreal's corrupt my guy In montreal oh my god mafia level corrupt my guy dude went to jails and shits that type of shit. so All like but what i'm saying is that neighborhood the kids born there mm. as time went on they took the money away and did shit like fund the police so sometimes yeah. defund the police is like take that money you took from the hood mm-hmm. which created the criminals and the need for policing And just put it back into the fucking youth centers and shit, which will decrease the amount of crime in the neighborhood in a tangible and direct way. So, like, in a sense, at a macroeconomic level, it actually saves everybody fucking money by doing that and maybe defunding the police a bit at an immediate cost of a crime rate.
1: For sure. But let's look at what really happened after after Black Lives Matter left these cities and and they did pass these policies is that crime skyrocketed and and without the police. Look, and and like I see, I know
0: know it happened and crime skyrocketed. It's a little different than like, comparing any other year. But
1: when you have all these cops quitting and you have these certain sections that are just
0: going on crime, but crime went up in my city and that didn't happen here. We just had more policing and crime still went up and there's more guns on the black market and there's a lot of scary shit happening in places where the police did not get defunded and where in fact they were further funded. So crime just went up 100% of places because of COVID.
1: But they're they're also seeing an increase in these cities that did have these movements such as Portland, which is up 800% Mm. or 600%, such as Minnesota, such as New York City. So, yeah, but, like, there's also' like hot beds, right? So I'm not, look, I'm not trying to even make this about a political thing. I'm I saying mean, that these, these make up, this makes up the whole. So we have to take these things into consideration because the cops do need to be defunded in a way that, which I was all about is defund them and put them in the right resources. But that, that is what the
0: defund the police but movement's they didn't about.
1: That. But that's the problem. It didn't happen. Because all when it happened, got they, to the
0: media it got really distorted. In fact, there's two uh, things, he, even the term, yeah, check it, that way. check it, check a distortion. There's a black lives matter. That's an official pronoun. And mm. then there's a black lives matter. That is like a hashtag. That's a whole separate thing. There are two separate things. Mm. One is a philosophical ideal. A lot of people attach to And one is a particular organization that I couldn't tell you a fucking thing about. And everybody puts the two together as though the organization is a reflection of what most people are talking about. And it's things like that that really distort the conversation because people aren't actually even having that level of the conversation. So you actually have to specify Black Lives Matter, the organization, but not the overall cause. Or else it's not even being a clear representation of what you're saying.
1: I'm just saying that they were there to reform police, right? Like that's BLM was there to the, they, the police violence and what they accomplished was not is anything better. It
0: wouldn't, it oh, wouldn't happen like right now it would take like a generation for a lot of these things to get fixed is the problem is that yeah, none of this is quick fixes. So you put a youth center in, it might take a year and a half just but to open the motherfucker. Yeah. It's going to take a an generation. So, guess what that means the solution might mean a little bit of an immediate elevation in crime rate for the future to not have the same problems the, we have the
1: people in those cities are right now are like how are we going to get the crime under control please but literally no nope. i don't know i
0: know it. a lot of people in new york city i don't think anybody i've ever heard say that shit nobody's oh, okay. saying that shit
1: Really, you're you're not you're not hearing stories about fucking the crime rate going up and people being scared to walk down the street and shit. Still, like, that's nah, not I'm hearing the opposite. The- okay. <laughs> I'm kind of hearing like people. I you, there, like I No, no, I know no. So here's what's up. There's two sides to New York.
0: Too. Let me answer that one for real though. Sure. There's the old New York, the people who grew up there, and then there's the new New York. So there's yeah. like people that are like Rich now there. Playground. So. I know a lot of the older New York cats from my experiences over the last while. I'll talk like one of the dudes I'm working with lives in the Bronx. Like he's one of my partners in this shit. So I've like yeah. learned a lot about a side of New York that loves it because they're able to just kind of experience what a, you know a different kind of New York. Cause shit did shift. And yeah, it's way cooler. So, when
1: shit's on fire. That's way sweeter.
0: But what shit does? What does shit on? What does that mean? That like was, that was a shit. A crime rate is like a stat that is a reflection of laws that are made by people. So you can make like a racist law and then report on that stat and then say that the crime rate went up or you can over police certain areas and not police the white ones. I'm gonna be blunt with that, happens Mm -hmm. in Montreal too. And uh, then your crime stats say what they say. Because just, you look, create the circumstances that create the statistics, so I just unfortunately, think the poor like,
1: execution is all I'm saying. Like fucking, but all nobody's this nobody's done this
0: happened. before. It's no I territory. Understand.
1: I understand, but it's still like people are suffering now, and and that's what's happening gonna, now. But like right? we're are like the worst of it now, and and it hasn't gotten better. So it's gonna like get
0: worse across your country.
1: Okay, and and that's some, mine.
0: Hold on, let me include mine in that. I, Canada, I don't think we're better. I think we are the same as. I just want to I, put that out there, you know, Canada. Man,
1: I I would I would just say that it would either be Canada or Australia if if I had to pick Ooh, another.
0: Ooh, Canada. I don't know about Australia. They got animals that'll fuck you up. Yeah, it fucks but me know, up. Like, no, man, they got uh, spiders that a, are like. A, like a, do you have spiders other, that are that big where you're at? Is that why you're okay yeah, with this? I
1: get, I get okay with what
0: spiders that are this big because you I don't oh, have okay that and it freaks me out. That.
1: yeah we do have banana spiders that are oh, about my this my god
0: okay that makes sense that's why you're okay with australia
1: well i mean i'm not okay with the animals i'm not much of that but like if you think about it as a safe place to be i mean it's it's a safer place to be than i don't know yeah i don't know i mean the midwest is a pretty safe place to be it, just thinking about like uh, just the 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 mm-hmm. geor- geological uh space you know we're landlocked we don't have a you know we have we can defend her whatever you know what fuck this i'm I'm done i
0: honestly don't know if australia is better or not i watched one tv show from australia recently i realized how little i know about australia and i'm just like it's a place that has animals that want to kill me and it catches on fire a lot and that scares yeah. the shit out of me well
1: the fires are a part of the the circle of life there but not not the way they're happening now i mean
0: you know Bro, canada's on fire in a way that's not supposed to be happening it's fucking scary i know
1: there's a but i mean there is a natural part of the fires that create uh the plants and the the new growth for yeah, next year. But like
0: this is some next level shit dude right talking, this is like the <laughs> sky went gray and the sun went orange in montreal because of fires hundreds of kilometers away thousands of kilometers away my guy it was a little different Right,
1: no, it not Australia still underneath the part where we are, um, the the where the the ozone is is depleted or is or is the ozone back? I don't know. I, don't I think know. we
0: stopped some of the shit that made the ozone go away. I looked that up, and I feel well, like that, it was, like we fixed. Well, that was. I don't actually. I think the ozone is not where it was because we stopped. Because that's what happens. Humans do some dumb shit and if we're smart we stop doing the dumb shit but lately we're having a lot of trouble with the plastic that one is a dumb shit that we all got to stop i'm not Look, trying to this judge you. right
1: here this is terrible i mean this is awful i should be drinking that's out why like i, I swear drink. like
0: yo honestly it's not me i'm not like front and say like i give a shit as much as this shit but i live with a girl who would fucking stab me if i didn't give a shit about the planet i mean like literally fuck me up it, like if i littered oh my god i'm gonna am I'm going to hear about it if I later like kind of pick that up. It gives me the fucking death stare. So, like, I'm just kind of conditioned to do it. But, like, yo, plastic's kind of whack. Like, actually fucking whack, you know? Um, Yeah, COVID fucking reduced all the emissions and everything. Anyway, all I'm saying, man, is that, like, sometimes the best way to approach solutions is just to acknowledge other people's existences are real. So that way they don't yeah. feel like your entire Isn't purpose is to I diminish agree. that.
1: And, and i absolutely agree with you holden and and i i do appreciate the fact that you uh you're you're giving me pointers and stuff because it, it, it you, you, the thing is that we all need to learn shit from people because like you, we gotta stop thinking that people are assuming people don't know shit and i think reyna or someone told me maybe it was reyna is like you gotta just assume the person that you're dealing with is, is has something they can teach you and not something you know like you like because because i can easily just dismiss a whole place and just make a shitty joke and and not even think about what i'm saying and and then just keep moving on and, and like like flint yesterday and, and this was like a point of contention with me and my wife it was like a real point of contention it was like you just shit on flint we're about to go play there and those people have been nothing but nice to us and they're like really suffering and they're really going through some shit like covid was not nice to flint like so many like young kids suicides happening it, it, you know a lot of a lot of horrible stuff went down with covid and and flint's just eating a lot of shit like from food desert to to you know poisonous drinking water it's just it, you know they lost their entire dude
0: So, you know, Flint has been taking it up the ass since at least the '80s. Because Mike Myers' first fucking not Mike Myers, Michael Moore. I always get those two mixed up. His first fucking movie is about the automation, uh, the automobile industry in Flint being fucked up and how terrible the town is in like '89. So from '89 till today, at least, it's been taking the shit end of America's stick.
1: Used to be, like one of the crowning jewels of michigan besides detroit yeah roger and me that was a that was a good documentary and like you're right it hasn't it hasn't much changed and and you know i would argue it's gotten much worse and the people there are so like just just they're just hard they're just hard people you know like they're like they, they faced a long time there was about five or six years where there was no grocery store in a town of flint and the only place you can Say get word, groceries bro. is the corner store. The p- getting pizza from a gas
0: station, getting- bro. That's what happened in that neighborhood. What you're describing is what I learned happened in a whole suburb. Well, to be fair, this suburb is bigger than Flint. I promise, there's more people there than there are in Flint. But that's what I'm saying. It's in the middle of Montreal. None of us know this shit because it's Montreal's broken into like. Think of Montreal like a lot of little cities put together on an island and it's yeah. called Montreal rather than it actually being one big city. There's actually parts that are not city proper. So this this one neighborhood, which is definitely in the ballpark of Flint's population size, whatever. Same thing happened there. but So they have to go to other parts of Montreal, take their money and put it into other neighborhoods that are being gentrified and shit. So it's wild. But what you're describing is a tactic that's used by governments to suppress certain neighborhoods and keep them poor because now to get healthy food you have to travel beyond what you can afford
1: well i feel like it's you know like i feel like there are probably situations where people are you know there's this little cabal of people who are like let's fuck them over but like i really think it's like this idea i think it's greed i think it's mostly greed like because these politicians sell out to these lobbyists and it happens on all level of government especially in america uh, that, you know, like, because that's how they got into this water situation, is that they were supposed to have, uh, some way of having, a uh, cheaper for everybody or something, and they opened this valve, and they could never shut it again, and now they're sort of in this fucked up situation, which... Hundreds of cities across America actually suffer from one, some kind of the same situation where they can't drink their drinking water. By the way, I'm just going to add that in just, you know, go America. We're no Canadian.
0: One. Check out the situation in our indigenous population and their drinking water. So, probably yeah. your country, too,'s indigenous population.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we, we totally shit all over our fucking the indigenous peeps <clears throat> here, but the. The, the, i mean this this you know like i don't know if it's like i don't know if exactly if it's you know people sitting there planning this out with racist intent or if it's just the way that capitalism unchecked sort of uh makes its way through government and and, and and it just happens to be like that because there's no way of denying that. Yes, there used to be gerrymandering. Yes, there's fucking red line. Yes, there's no way of denying any of that shit. Do you know what and these policies do trickle down and affect people? But I think where we're at now is just we're stuck in a corrupt so... system that allows this kind of stuff to flourish.
0: So have you ever heard of this book? it's the wealth of nations by adam smith as you can see i'm about this far into it which is more than halfway so i feel i can speak a little bit on the racism that is in this book it's racist as in it's that systemic africans are fucking heathens and but it's racist to the point where because he's in scotland america exists for the sole purpose of colonialization indigenous populations don't exist um a lot of shit gets said everything in life is measured by the value of corn it's fascinating as fuck. But what's really weird is the way that the racism is just like fact it's not checked it's just this is what it is and they say some blunt ass like shit where you're like eye-opening but this is one of the most influential books on economic policy in america that's why i chose to read this 1250 page book about fucking corn it's mostly <laughs> about corn and value and exchange rates and with that And you got to keep in mind, man, I don't know if you ever read John Locke. Yeah, it's for real about corn. So the value of silver changes and the value of corn never... Dude, I cannot give it to you proper. It's like the guy's fucking convoluted in graphs. What you would see in a graph literally would take 20 pages for this motherfucker to explain. So like... You appreciate powerpoint in a whole new way but basically corn is a universal constant in economies because of its role that it plays it always takes the same amount to grow blah 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 the scar cities whatever whatever and what really ends up changing is um the value of gold and silver with relation to corn not the value of corn so everything kind of changes anyway it's a lot of ratio shit. and so thanks for the follow late bloomer I'm not going to pretend like I fully understand the shit. I'm not reading this to be an economist. I'm reading it to see what it said. Okay. Like, but, but the, but corn was used to measure the value of gold and silver at international currency. It's almost like it was the corn standard before it was the gold standard. I fucking swear. Okay. Like that's the way this guy is describing the fucking economical policy. But keep in mind in the John Locke times a hundred years before the Bible it is a legitimate argument in political philosophy anybody that ever read that 1600s philosophy shit is gonna see how they go well in Genesis it says this. and I'm like bro this is political arguments and these motherfuckers talk shit like they battle rappers it's boring <laughs> but it's litty this guy talks shit too he's just shit talking all his peers the whole way through for like the two sentences of shit talk oh my god it's like a hundred pages of blah. <laughs> i have to say, those are the people that are studied in universities, not the black story. That's why nobody knew about Tesla and the millionaires and the black Wall Street until like five years ago. Mm-hmm. So like when you start running the shit, you're like, nah, there's like so many layers to this onion to peel back that in a lot of ways, it's like maybe we should try not to preach certain narratives because they could be harmful. That's why I think the lady got so mad with you is because she felt like you were by accident pushing certain narratives in your efforts to do wise. And um, because they become, like I said, smoke screens to like the more systemic issues, which when you run it back is that like, yo, since time the government's been kind of racist. And then how do we deal with that today? I don't know, but it probably starts with admitting that like, A, nobody needs to feel guilty because it's not helping anything. But the other side is we should probably, like, just, just start with acknowledging without all the other shit, like, yeah, you're right. That's a valid experience you felt. Say that. That'll alleviate your whole conscience. You can't, you're not lying. That's a valid experience you felt. This That sentence lets people say whatever they want, and you're not confirming it. Your journalistic integrity doesn't get touched, and you'll hear a lot more stories.
1: Yeah. And and then there's just always that side of me that's always just like, fucking facts aren't feelings. Our feelings aren't facts and stuff. So, like, uh, you no, know, is not that
0: good at arguing.
1: Well, I'm not, but that's not, that's not, Sorry, I,
0: you say me. that and I just think Ben Shapiro because it's like that's his catchphrase.
1: Okay. That's a lot of people's catchphrase. It, it's, it's, it's a very bad, val- but it's a valid thing and there's lots of people who agree with that. So, I mean, it, so it, facts,
0: it, 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 do you know what the word fact means? It's a, a thing please, please. a lot of people agree on. So therefore a fact isn't even a universal constant. It's actually a variable that's democratically reinforced. Thus, facts are always in flux. And if you know anything about numbers, numbers lie all the time because stats are simply just things that humans interpret. So without the interpretation of a stat, It's just nothing. It's a number on a page. The story is where the lie happens. People take those numbers and lie. I've seen me and next man's look at the same data sheet and watch the man's lie about his success while I'm seeing his failure in my face because I read the numbers different than him. So like the fact is, a lot of things are not really anything other than, like, you can say gravity is negative 9.8 meters per second, but that's just the best way to understand it. We don't even know what the fuck that means. It's just a constant in the universe. Maybe we're wrong and we just measured it incorrectly what if we're not actually based on carbon you know what's fucking crazy one more uh this is apparently 90 percent like space and shit like it's mostly space because solid matter is atoms and atoms is mostly space so how the fuck is this all space you know what i mean these are all facts they're all fucking wonky and they're all just shit we kind of just best understand with the limited understanding of our understandings so what's a fact other than feelings
1: hmm that's a good point i mean but there are certain things that are very measurable and 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 facts which which we have the best idea of facts that we have at the time and that's fine but 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 you're i think you're taking that idea and you're taking it to a little bit more i'm a rapper my
0: guy i take every language used very literally
1: i understand that i understand that but but what you're talking about because someone isn't because if someone is that fragile that we can't have these conversations then that to me it because you are bringing up you know these ideas and facts then i think that's more of what we're leaning on that, well, that people need to sort of get over themselves and sort of look at it in a little I bit don't know. nobody's
0: fucking getting idea. clipped by police my family my guy but there's a uh, there's a memorial i got tons, a, i got tons there's tons a memorial a kilometer and a family. half no, but there's like a memorial a kilometer and a half from my place maybe two kilometers that's a mile in your your language maybe a little more than a mile And it's where the cops last shot a black kid in 2018 in my neighborhood. And they put up a little memorial. So I get to go by that and see that. And that's on the same street where up the street five years prior, they shot another black kid. Both were mentally unstable, but there's no resources in the city because hashtag English, whatever. Google language politics in Quebec is some fuckery if you speak English. The cops won't even talk to you in your language before they shoot you on purpose. Mm. So imagine that's an extra variable.
1: Yeah.
0: A real one. I just want to make it abundantly clear so that nobody thinks I'm making that shit up.
1: It is like
0: that with our police. They don't have to legally speak English to you as of 2021 when the mayor of Montreal made made it legal for no government service to have to speak English to you in Montreal, a city of 4 million fucking people that has tourists, okay? So imagine that's part of the realities and shit too. Yo, that's all real shit. Google that shit. Just Google I, it. Like, I,
1: I, and like what sucks about this is that if I say anything that that doesn't go along with what you're saying is that there's a side of that of people who would be like, Well then this dead yeah, is an absolute racist piece of shit. Not. you just have and to it acknowledge not- it. I I, I'm totally willing to acknowledge it and I'm totally here for it and I don't want to be that guy who's like black on black crime and fucking George Floyd was a criminal Yo,
0: Hold up one second my guy late bloomers up in Toronto and you never heard that shit my guy bro You've got to look at what the fuck is happening in Montreal cuz yo here's what happens quick tangent Montreal is like fuck the Maple Leafs I'm not really a Habs fan, so I'm very happy to make fun of Habs fans so cool and the whole city thinks it's cool and then toronto's like y'all a bunch of assholes eh and i'm like actually you're right montreal y'all a bunch of assholes right anyway so nobody gives a fuck about it plus ontario politics vilify quebec politics because trudeau gives quebec way more money than it should get per person per blah 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 and the rest of canada's fucking salty so ain't nobody give a shit about quebec unless you live in quebec and then nobody in your country even gives a fuck about canada so let alone place that doesn't barely have english news so it's all kinds of fuckery up in my place and it's the same shit and we're the we're actually the better version apparently
1: right
0: you know you know what i'm saying
1: right, well so, and there's there's county there's county sorry there. i just
0: had to respond to the the fellow canadian
1: yeah, no, that, that's... Dude,
0: yeah. 14% of Quebec is English, and that's all in Montreal. So if Quebec's 8 million people, that works out to being I don't know, approximately a million people. So that you can argue is approximately one in four people in the Montreal area of the island is, is about English. And so the way that the electoral no, they... map works out, uh, majority governments happen because of rural Quebec. And so the majority government overrides the municipal government and they can just enforce language politics and they anyway it's really convoluted but over the last like six seven years it's gotten really fucking scary bad and instead of giving a shit nobody cares about yo this is a criticism of my music scene and i'm criticizing myself as heavily as everyone else we did nothing to rap about this shit what's wrong with us all my gosh what a waste so yeah. now I'm trying to make that awareness of a real thing that's happening in my place, because so as a person, I guess, who's kind of like watching my rights get suppressed and being voiceless and shit, it's like if you were to then be like, "But what about the fact that 84 percent of people i would be to knock you out, <laughs> I'd be like, "Fuck you. I don't give a shit what you have to say after this moment, because frankly, you're not hearing the fact that my people my mom might go to the hospital and not be able to understand the doctor, <clears throat> And that's legal. And it wasn't legal last year. But it's legal this year. So, when that kind of stuff happens because you have no political power because of a system that's corrupt, you kind of start going, I know, but I need you to acknowledge my plight is real so that other people acknowledge my plight is real and we can create the momentum to create political change. Because, like, 51 or 52% of America's Caucasian. Let's be real without the Caucasians, ain't nothing changing. So, how do you even get to the part where people are willing to listen? if everybody's coming back at you with the, but this, but that, but this. And I know I got really passionate, but we tapped into language politics in my home. And I guess it really relates heavy to other people's struggles because it's like a fucking real thing, man. I can't register behind that suit in Quebec. I will have to come up with a French name to register my company. I can't call it behind that suit. It will be publicly facing behind that suit, but it's legal name will be some fucking bullshit for the sake of tax. Yeah. And that's weird, right?
1: Yeah, that is real weird and, and again I I do I, 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 I see that and then I Put up, the-
0: Dularis, it's not legally required no more. It's just not legally required as I understand the law. I might be wrong about the cops, but definitely not at the hospitals and shit. Definitely not at the government. It's not required. That doesn't mean they won't provide it. It means they have the right to not speak english in downtown english like you could be in the english just part of montreal and it's okay for you to not you know what i mean that's what the law says so how it plays out i mean who knows maybe people have common sense but they also made it so that it's harder for french kids to go to english schools now you know why they do that because then they had controlled the flow of information to the french majority and make it harder for them to get exposed to English on some literal manipulation of a system to make it so that there's divisiveness and shit. And anybody in Canada knows this is happening here. They all heard about the bill one-on-ones and shit. But it's actually gotten weirder. So we had a Pauline Marois in 2014. We kicked her out. The next party got in. For five years, it was good. They got out. The next people got in and just didn't say the key word of separation. And then pulled off all the fucking weird ass fascist weird shit that my province does that's suppressing like my identity as an anglophone in my city which is why being an english montreal rapper an english media source in my city has become a huge narrative in my life like i think we're even going to do a fucking press run for a shirt that just says support local english media because then it's all of us
1: yeah i think supporting alternative media in general is
0: i mean sorry i got a little side check to bring it back home it's like everybody that you're talking to that gets that passion it has their version of that going on and so when you counter it with the uh, i guess shit that's weird in the eyes of the person you're talking to they feel away. yeah like they're yeah. they're attacked I, and, personally
1: and fair enough and fair enough uh i'll sit here and acknowledge all that shit. that's fine but i'm but i still have like I still have to fuck it. like it's still just it's gnaws at me. like I still have to like understand more. like I still just I'm still it it like i, I I'm totally down and to be this. It's no, just, mike I you're
0: crushing this man you're handling this conversation think, like a champ i don't
1: think that i will uh, i'm not gonna change who i am is what i'm saying because i am going to challenge ideas that i don't necessarily see the full picture unless i see the full picture and i understand that that can be icky mm. so Let's we like, can, can we
0: icky like look at the sentence you just said so sure. as a language guy instead sure. of challenging the ideas seek to better understand the opposing viewpoint but just, okay, great. But if you say the words differently to yourself,
1: mm-hmm. you'll
0: act differently in real life, and you don't actually have to change who you are. You just do it in a. it's like saying I am as a self affirmation rather than I can, which is weak sauce. This is actually just like if you read The Secret and Eat, Pray, Love and all that shit, it's what those books teach you all about visualization and language use. And it's it's like, I mean, it's the shit I do for myself. So maybe y'all don't like it. It's holding I, tips. I know,
1: But you're absolutely right, because the one thing that I realized in my life was as soon as I started looking at things from more of an optimist type of viewpoint, things got much better for me. I was very pessimistic. I was very like, oh, I just suck. I'm this. I'm that. Until it took someone actually being like, hey, you need to, you know, my wife and and, and many other people, but like mostly my wife is like, hey, you got to stop talking like this because that influences the way that's it. So I absolutely agree with you that the more that you sort of practicing this kind of way of talking, that's not, but I'm, but then on the other side of me, I just am like, I, I have to be able to fucking, I, <laughs> I, I know I'm saying I a lot, but the, the fact it's okay. is- I feel like that. I this time you're the subject, right? I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going even if I do understand an idea. If there's something that doesn't make sense for me, I'm still gonna go for that. But you're right. There is a better way to get there. But that's. But the problem is that people are so afraid to even bring these ideas up, even if they do it in the most gentle and most like lubed up, you know, you know, perfectly lubed K Y situation. Uh, people won't even bring it up and i think that that's the problem is that we do need to sort of incorporate these ideas and and validate these feelings and validate these uh, that these these horrible atrocities that have happened again i'm not denying the fact that there's not a bunch of racist assholes who are in high positions who do have an agenda I, i do think that there are people out there that exist like that um, I think that, it, but I also think that this situation has turned us against each other and has, has made it almost impossible to even talk to each other about it. And I also think that it's protecting people's interests who enjoy the power that they have and they want to keep it that way. And, and um, So and, if and it so counts, it makes, Mike,
0: sure. if it counts, from what I understand in all communities, there's people having very parallel conversations to the ones we're having internally. Mm-hmm so i think you're right it's a pretty universal thing but i think um i think common decency is what we all really mean to talk about when we talk about common sense and what really disappeared wasn't common sense because that never existed that never made sense everybody's common sense is based off of where the fuck they're from so like like i don't care about snakes i'm sure somebody else's common sense thinks about snakes you know what i mean or big spiders never thought about them you did right common sense is not common but common decency is what I think we all should be saying and talking about Mar. And that's where it's just like some consideration. So it's like, you know, somebody banned the word hate from chat. That's a strong thing. But hate is a strong word. I don't right. like to use the word hate very often. I often say shit like dislike or blah. My, because... my mom
1: taught me that. My mom always <clears throat> said, don't hate. Don't say hate. Say I strongly dislike leave it at that because it's not worth your time or energy to put into a feeling like hate.
0: Like at the same time, some people really do hate people because their circumstances put them in a place where their hate has a lot more legitimacy than other people's hate. If you were to ask Holden's opinion, some people's experiences and they're like, and so I fucking hate this group of people. I know I shouldn't, but come the fuck on. And then I talk to some other people and I'm like, Oof, what you're talking about? I'm seeing it right in real life i talked to a friend the other day in real life he's a black male approximately my age and he saw the tiniest white lady and without being cognizant of it the pitch of his voice shifted it went up a whole octave why would a man do that why does a man his the voice you know because he wants to convey a less threatening position
2: mm. because
0: he saw a tiny white lady and at a subconscious level and i asked him about it he wasn't he wasn't aware that it happened and i'd never seen it before because i was never paying attention in my life and i'm certain if you start looking for it you're like yo hold the fuck up so this black dude saw a little white lady who wanted to give him a gift and his entire his entire fucking tone of voice went up out of this subconscious fear of a little old lady because of what she might do and i'm like damn that's some like shit where if that guy wants to have some hate in his heart that it might saying it's right but that don't happen to me where that got inbred into my subconscious behaviors to do. Think about that. That's a subconscious reaction to a circumstance. It's not even cognizant. Imagine having to change the pitch of your voice when you encountered a group of people because you had to be less threatening. Maybe your feelings of resentment might be a little different.
1: Yeah and 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 to that I would say there's a lot of people that change their demeanor to fit a narrative to fit a specific uh type of behavior that you have to fit. I mean there's tons of people who are like Fuck it. and I get what you're saying and I'm not trying to dismiss any of that shit. I'm just and mad I know am doing the thing. No, you're I'm, you're processing. I'm doing, you're I'm processing. The thing that you were telling me to to to, to acknowledge here where I just say to that, I would say that there's plenty of other people
0: who change. This is an okay time for that. This is, this is what this conversation is.
1: Right. And, and, and so there's always going to be that part of my brain that, that works in that manner. And, and I, I don't think that that's a toxic way of thinking. I think it's a way of thinking that fucking is that I discern information. This is how I discern information. It's like, okay, if this is happening, then if this is happening, I need to, why is this happening? And, 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 you know, doing that in a, in a fucking more, uh, you know, congenial and, and nice way. Is congenial the right word? I don't know if that's the right word. I think
0: word. so. But uh, imagine. It,
1: doing it think, in a better way, I think, is is, is the ultimate achievement. is like Because you can have questions and you should be able to ask questions. But I don't mind the, the idea of yo, Let's think about right. that filter. Is Maybe not, is not other that.
0: people are that's going. I had to put this filter on my whole life and we're asking you to put a filter on and everybody's getting mad to put a filter on. Mm. And that's an interesting flex that people could say back to us. That would be very fair because mostly people are mad that they have to choose different words. That's honestly, no. again, I absolutely will take on any idea, Mike. There is no conversation I won't have publicly live on wax. So at least there's a few people on earth that will do that.
1: I I, um, I I would I would like to say that there are conversations I will not have on my show.
0: <laughs> I mean, I might talk not talk about some of my personal history. Fair enough, but like as far as the general nature of free speech ideas, like, yeah, not yeah a no, conversation but even, I want to.
1: yeah, no. Besides the personal stuff, but like, I mean, like, if someone comes in hot, you know, obviously. And I know you're the same. Well, way just I to respond to
0: Doolaris, time. it's Absolutely. what we get paid to do at work. Uh, people do that more often than you think, more to fit in. I get paid to fit in as part of my job and at a certain salary it's like half your job is to be like the corporate culture it's to behave and to think and that's what the bigger salaries are all about is to be an advocate for a culture you might not necessarily believe in so part of my job is to take the executive ideals and beliefs and communicate it to my subordinates in a way where it's like this is what it is you guys this is what we do it doesn't matter what holden believes in those moments so i completely understand what dularis is saying but I just felt it was like worth saying that I believe in a lot of ways for the sake of these kinds of conversations people are saying maybe we all need to have a little more of that corporate filter Mm -hmm. how we approach them because you still got to have the ideas but maybe the delivery can be adapted
1: right right because suppressing ideas and it doesn't make ideas go away it doesn't just because you're Forcing people in in, to speak a certain way doesn't mean that these other questions and ideas are going to go anywhere and in fact It's easy to argue that it pushes these ideas into extremist situations. So um, Not talking about it just like not talking about like a relationship Where two people are not talking about the problems that are occurring between them is toxic for that relationship It's the same as in in our social setting. It's like not talking about these things and not being able to talk about these things is not helping anybody. But so, uh, but having a little bit of mindfulness is what we're really talking about. Having a little bit of, 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 of having a little bit of fucking spatial awareness is not a bad thing. It's not a bad yeah. thing to be like, hold on, is what I'm about to say is that supposedly and, and now that's a form of self-censorship but i think it's a way of of that of self-censorship that probably needs to go on so we're not constantly stepping on people's toes Kinda, now, yeah. that's we're, what we're,
0: customer service is all about my guy
1: now, and and i just feel like at this point like you know I, I don't mind that common decency thing as long as the respect is shown back and the problem is, is like when you when you show the respect, and you do do the work. And, and, and again, Mike, not, I promise if you start, if you follow
0: everything. Holden's tip, keep in mind, I'm gonna tell you what I do for a living. Okay. I'm in a for the last 11 years, I have worked customer service I started in a call center. And now I'm the guy writing policies on how motherfuckers deal with social media escalations. Mm-hmm. So here's Holden's rules to apologies. It's all based on how to have sex after you piss her off. <laughs> First, you listen, you hear whatever the fucking person has to say. Then you acknowledge shit very directly and specifically. And then you don't ever have problems because you proved you listened in the first place. That's what an empathy statement for is in my customer service. So it's a statement where you would basically listen to it and go, so you say, you'll notice I do it sometimes in the interview. You'll say some shit and I summarize and I recap it and I throw Mm -hmm. it back. Why? It makes you establish trust that I take what you say seriously. I let you finish blabbly-bloobly you've a couple of times like, let me finish. And I'm like, you know what, this is important to Mike. I'm gonna make sure, a extra effort to make sure he can finish his thoughts. And I, you watched after that, I cut myself off at least three times and I let you finish without yeah, you hey. needing to say it to me, which gives you a sense of feelings. And basically what other people want is that level of self-awareness hey. and how they, their actions treat other people, which I think is what common decency is about. And like, if you're at work, and a boss is telling you to do it, like we all do it. But in like real life, with strangers, the same context where normally we're at work and that's the only time we meet strangers, but we go to our real life and it's like, we just forget the rules that we got. You got told this is how you treat people at work in a lot of cases. This is the rules to etiquette in our culture as defined by customer service. Because that's the only place we really often do these interactions. And then it's like we just throw it out the fucking window sometimes. And I'm like, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> maybe we should <laughs> act like in public is like at work more than in public is just, yo. Know, I was smoking a joint in the park today and the bike, the, the, these bike cops from the bus cops, not the real cops, we have bus cops too, told me it's a $600 ticket for smoking a joint in the park and there's kids and shit. Cause legal you said legalization in your shade well, legal. legalization doesn't mean you're free to smoke weed where you want right. so um and i'm just like say a word like that's a real thing too right it doesn't matter what i want there's kids here maybe it's not the right place for me to smoke my pot kind of thing and it's like i had to admit the cops had a fairer point than i did in that moment as i looked around and saw kids playing baseball behind me And I'm like, that's why they came over. If I was smoking this joint and there were no kids in the park, these cops would not have bothered me. I wasn't using my common sense of Montreal's awareness of weed rules. I was Mm -hmm. applying bad weed rules to my life and I got a little slap for it. Um, So like sometimes it really is just the spatial awareness of the read the room mentality. And oftentimes if you go back to comedy, motherfuckers are really just saying read the room. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is there what there was a phenomenon that has diminished of this group of fucking extremists that basically clipped each other on snitching that caused some shit on Twitter on Twitter. Keep in mind what I said, not the world, it was always Twitter.
2: Mm-hmm. A place
0: where 90% of the people lurk and 10% of the people talk. Right. And 10% of a group of millions of people were able to create this myth of cancel culture that anecdotally hits a statistical, the amount of people that have been canceled is so statistically small that you would ignore it for any other reasonable risk, like driving.
1: Yeah. Or or
0: vaccines. Or experimental
1: FDA unapproved
0: vaccines. I don't know about that shit. I know that in Canada it was like... Go get vaccinated, or you can't travel. And I said, I make music. I'm here. I might, might want to go to the states. Yeah. It no, was just—it was that me. deep. I had no choice. I can't go to your country if an opportunity arises because I can't afford that weak vaccine, that weak quarantine, poor people tax they put on the poor people. That's what I call it. Because if you're rich, you can afford to live in a
1: room for a week. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can do all that. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, everything is is everything is 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 made for the richest comf- comfortability and and uh, i don't remember but. what
0: you're saying to what did they say in non say <sighs> i kind of was in the middle of that not knowing that comment popped up so if you ask it more specifically i'm sure you'll trigger my answer <sighs> i'm a guy that gets triggered into answering so much this Ismail guy ismail in the chat he knows how to trigger me and sometimes he just gets me ranting and i'm like fucking
1: like like a good trigger, like like a good trigger, or like a like I, like a bad trigger.
0: Well, sometimes I'm like I don't want to talk about this, and he'll like ask me three questions in a row, and he know he knows exactly what the fuck he's doing, and mm-hmm. I and I'm like this motherfucker, and then I'm ranting for five ten minutes, and I'm like why am I doing this, and he's like Haha, I am entertained, and I'm like fair enough you did what he was <clears> they did what they oh to. the yeah. cops started in french and then said oh you speak english and then fucking uh let me go with it but honestly i wasn't thinking quick i should have responded in french it would have been simpler i could have gotten in more trouble answering in english but they're also in a very um a very like english neighborhood so they're cognizant of who the fuck there lives there
1: Wait, do, you, do you speak uh french fluently
0: oh yeah very i i'm functionally bilingual that's oh, why when i was talking french in your chat the other day that wasn't google translate i was just talking french in your chat i was having fun well, with myself
1: I, I figured i figured but i just, just you never know i i wish i could speak too much mm.
0: if like you talk like to I anybody that. that is a serious professional in quebec they speak french you don't have a choice
1: yeah I bet. it's not
0: there's no option like, I mean, yeah, there's people that could probably make money in our English, but if they have a job in Quebec and ever wanna get past a certain pay grade, it's mandatory that you speak French. I'm with you, Bonnie, fucking fuck the man. <laughs>
1: uh, the- Honestly,
0: but- I'm not gonna be sitting there illegally smoking a joint in the I- park I- and then yeah. fucking piss them off on some language shit because that's I- how you end up with a $700 ticket. <laughs> or or dead, you yeah, No, that's not gonna happen to me. I'm- it's not, not that, Dude,
1: but, the fucking white people get shot by cops too That's like, not gonna we, happen
0: to me it's not gonna happen to me in montreal it's okay. really not like there's no okay. way they're gonna shoot me the way i look and everything about that shit my guy no it doesn't happen to okay. people like me in my yeah. city like that
1: okay it, it happens here. There's a lot so of it happens
0: people. in other cities for sure in mm-hmm. my city i promise you there's zero fear in my mind that i will ever get shot by the police I don't like, even think I'm going to get harassed heavy. Oh, yeah. yeah, they do. They they definitely do. However, That's in you. other neighborhoods, and if my skin color is not... Bro, I got pulled over one time. My headlight was out, right? Smashed headlight. That's a 48-hour warning in Montreal as the normal rules. I'm missing a lens in my glasses. I lose my license, if you know, in theory. And I'm high as a kite, and it's very obvious in my eyes. I'm pulled in. And they, I was like, I'm just a little student. And they fucking let me off without the 48-hour warning. I got pulled over like three times that week. They saw it on the file. I told my black friends about that. And they they told me their versions of how that would have went down. And they're all right. All of them. And, and it's especially if you're English. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's like an extra front. That's where I might have some issues if I ever get a little cocky in the wrong part of the province. Not in Montreal other parts of the province i would be very french very french
1: Hmm. that's interesting now that's a whole set of issues that i just don't have to i mean in san diego when i live in san diego we're so close to the border that you know professionals usually did know spanish and english because you know the border's right fucking there and san diego is a super hotbed for you know immigration and people constantly going over the border you know for work and shit so You know it it makes sense you know it makes sense for these international hubs that uh, you know the more the more professional you have to be but but I I can see how that can be a a language thing but I just I didn't really see it in in uh, in 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 San Diego but like if you're a cop and you're dealing with someone who only speaks Spanish and you could only speak English then you know you can obviously see the problems there but Yo, it, bro. it's not
0: anybody's fault. Okay. So 84% of cops in Montreal don't live in the neighborhood they police.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right here too, right?
0: So now you can see how maybe defunding the police efforts and putting even the same money into a local security force curated by that I'm, neighborhood. I'm
1: so for that. I, I'm so for it. But that's, I'm so for just to be clear. What everybody
0: that is not the main shit. radicals is saying when they say defund the, poli- the police is, is that. And so when we go like that's why it's like if that's why the conversations got to get real specific Mm -hmm. and that's how we avoid getting clipped on shit.
1: Yeah. And you're right. Like if I would have went into it more like, you know, like, here's what I understand. Here's you know, here's what how can we reach a solution and shit? I I get this Uh, and and I am so for dismantling what the, the police department is now because you're right, it's full of corruption. And they fucking stick up for each other. They look the other way. And and if you're fucking good cop out there and you see fucking someone, you know, do something really fucked up, well, now you're a bad cop too. And and you don't say shit. It's like you're a bad cop too. But there's a whole. A whole thing built around this idea of brotherhood, and and that we can't turn on each other. And if you do turn, well, it's, someone, then they no, turn it's out like
0: too. ingratiated into it's like
1: gangster shit, son. It, it's gangster. Shit. I, so s- I am all about that, but they're fucking the whole beef on the police thing just went off the rails because of the name of it. You know, I think it was just poor marketing. Honestly. We
0: all can agree that that name caused a lot more conflict than it should have because and, nobody and cared what, what it ended meant. up
1: happening is that some policies got implemented that wasn't you know wasn't maybe matching what they were asking for what these you know what these protests were about and and it, so there was some adverse reactions from this so like i, yes. I you know i'm not trying to sit here and fucking but harp like, on that i but would it,
0: argue that in 98 percent of places it went a different way than like the two percent of places it went really fucking sour
1: okay but but these people are still suffering you know these are still people who are suffering now and and like what how do we how do we figure this out and i know it's going to take time and i know and i understand that but it's like these this solution obviously wasn't the way that wasn't working and so how do we go back at it in a better way that gets the point across in a way that that we, that we can, that we can all get. behind well, and that we conversations
0: all like this and platforms like ours, you know, some, here's something I saw in hip hop media and I can't comment on everything, but I can absolutely comment on what I've seen. People will be like, what do you think the problem with the local scene is? I'm sure it happens in rock media because everybody's oh, yeah. indie scene is trash. And then you start to realize that if everybody in the media is constantly going the local scene is trash. And everybody that watches this content to see their homeboy hears that question and hears that answer. Maybe the way the media spins shit is actually the problem. And it actually goes down to the little clickbait seeking indie sources. or the that's what the fuck I'm sources. trying to say here, son. <laughs> I mean, I, I know you're trying it's to say more that.
1: Than, it's, more than just, it's more than just a race thing because that is a part of it. I don't want to disqualify that. It's more than that. It's more than... It, it, it's 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 really i think it's about like social economics like i i seriously think it's about feeding this machine this unchecked capital we don't live machine. with that same f-
0: you remember that fear i was describing before walking down right. the street again i'm not I don't live with, with that shit. So it's, I,
1: I know again and, and like i feel like so you're it's like i feel like every time i start talking about socioeconomics and get away from the idea that it's all about race that you don't think that i'm incorporating that into my thought process because i just want again, other people to
0: also think about that. it actually it's not about you I'm, I'm saying it for the sake of if somebody just catches this part of the debate i want them to have that in the back of their mind when they hear your point too sometimes i'm doing that
1: yeah not that's fine lie. that's fine and and there's nothing wrong with reiterating points i just i i just don't want you to think that anytime that i start deviating away from that narrative and and that's and i think that's kind of the problem is that the narrative is only this and it only focuses on our differences and it only focuses on that when we should be sort of looking out into a, a broader picture because there are people who are benefiting greatly with us fighting amongst ourselves rather than fighting against them There's a lot of people who are benefiting from this and and making real power moves right now uh, in the guise of whatever, you know, in the guise of of, of Black Lives Matter. And and I'm not calling Black Lives Matter that. I'm just saying that there are people who are co opting You can argue that
0: the organization has sex that have done questionable things. And that is...
1: The, what it was the one the one lady the one person I don't know if it's the lady but the one person just bought a mansion in Topanga Canyon and shit. It's yeah, like, definitely it's some like,
0: weird shit. Not gonna lie, about the organization, the philosophy, different things. Specify exactly. those two things, you good.
1: These these philosophies are getting co-opted and and taken over and and amplified by 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 bad actors and and mostly these bad actors are arms of the fucking. Uh, our our arms of the governmental institutions arms of the fucking uh, of 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 the media institutions and 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 of the the technology institutions and that's what i'm talking about and and you know like forever it's like it's always been about like this idea of not having the resources against who has all the resources how do
0: how how do you propose that we fix this then and i mean that like in in a super sincere way like, what would you do then? Just, okay, so fine. Everybody mm-hmm. acknowledges this. Now we're at the next step, which is solutioning, right? So we can diagnose the very problem, which, honestly, we agree on. You do not have to convince me of anything you feel the main problem is. I do believe that a lot of shit's happening and that it is way bigger than a singular issue. Yeah. And I come from some poor shit. I, am, I believe it on every level you're describing. Yeah, However, I, I, I so, come
1: from shit too, man. I
0: what do government. we... What do we do to like fix it then at that point? So we're in this position. You and I have media platforms. What do we do to fix it? So that's where the next question comes. So what's I mean, Mike's ideas on that?
1: My my defense always is like... I, Not defense, your ideas. About. Well, but like when you... Cause, because some of these ideas are incendiary to some and, like the, and it does shut down a lot of people's... It shuts down the conversation for a lot of people. I do have to sort of say it's like the fact that i am i do have to sort of defend these ideas because well obviously I, I these ideas get people riled up so i i there i don't mind defending those ideas and i don't mind talking about it and i think the bigger thing is is just talking about it and making it normal to talk about these things and not make it pizza james what's up baby it's good to see you. yeah we're we're just we're in it baby but i think that we're talking um uh, you know i i i i i forgot what I, to jams I, I, I no, what What? were we talking about get me going again you gotta rev the engine
0: you're you're kind of making sure that the arguments include all the details and that ah. it's a complete picture where everybody is able to communicate in a way or where everybody's right. kind of taken more I seriously think
1: talking about it and and talking about it and in sincere honest and earnest talking about these issues are is how we sort of move past them um but the way that we're polarized and the way that it's become so profitable to be polarizing in, in a capitalistic society it's become very profitable for this kind of polarization so how do you get something that's making people a lot of money how do you get it to to bring it back to the issues at hand and that i don't know because money you know,
0: my honest answer to you my guy we're literally doing it yeah and, and that's, and I, right that's what
1: i was that's that's the whole thing i was like fucking talking about it and then other than that it's like but like people, or alien I, I have like can m- unite
0: us i mean like i do other things personally but i can't speak for how other people want to approach it but i started to identify benefits of my privilege in my life as an example when it comes down to music scenes not many people have the kind of corporate and political training to deal with white collar fuckers as i do maybe with that I can go and do two things. I can educate people because I have gained skills that let me learn very fast on certain areas of life where people don't like, Mm. I'm the Twitch plug. So I just wrote a guide today because I was, I just wrote this guide, 1400 words, how to get started on Twitch if you need it and you're a rapper in the city, holla, done. Why? Because that gives the education and empowers other people. It takes my position of privilege. And this is a lot inspired by gentrification, believe it or not. I am both from my neighborhood and actively gentrifying my neighborhood. And it's a really weird feeling because I'm both from my neighborhood and because of what I did with my life, actively gentrifying it, raising the cost of everything. Mm. So it's like, I started thinking about it and that got me realizing that the main difference between a lot of people is that talking about it is like step one, but like, we all kind of stop there. And step two is the give back part. And people are like, yo, uh, shut up for the host Pizza Jams. So I guess what I'm saying is like, to me, it's really important to Montreal is never going to pay for an interview. Other people in the future. I can't promise that it's free forever for everyone. Montreal is never going to pay for an interview. The rest of my life is going to be dedicated to representing my people, English, Montreal, hip hop, the music scene, just my people, you know, and mm-hmm. using all of the privilege and position and toolkits that were given to me based on luck, dude, who the fuck gets paid to go to Pakistan? That's some luck shit. That's yeah, sorry. So like you get those experiences and you have two choices now. You can hoard it or you can share it. And my answer to the question of what do we do is to share that shit. Except that knowledge is quite like wealth. And many of us have knowledge that we hoard and we don't like share it. And but if we focus on community knowledge sharing efforts and all we ever do is give knowledge out, then the overall consciousness of the people elevates beyond what a news source can keep up with because they're pretty fucking trash at this shit right now and their power is diminishing but it's like you just got to let people know that they can do it too you also have to recognize and this happened i had a moment where i accidentally said some racist shit and the guy called me on it and he said to me you have to understand that the black men of america have been beaten to the point where many of them have a level of low self-esteem that you can never understand and you have to be more cognizant and conscious of your words because you don't know the level of beating a person you're talking to has taken. And as we know in this life, that could be literally literal. Yeah. And it's like, damn, man. Eh? So it's like, that's why we're like, you know, knowledge sharing. That guy shared that knowledge with me. He didn't have to, but because he did, I can spare other people for maybe having to have that conversation. Because trust, it doesn't cause me the same level of pain to have that conversation that had him. And I think a little bit part of the solution is that the white folk kind of got to start talking more to white folk about the real shit and like the parents and the, you hear grandma make a racist joke, check grandma's privilege. One of the weirdest conversations I have with my dad is when he called black people savages by accident. And I'm like, did you just do what I think you did? And he did flat out did it. Sorry, dad, if you're watching this, it is what it is, but (laughs) you did, he flat out did it. And I had to like, call him racist to his fucking face and it was mad uncomfortable and he did not like that conversation but that was his choice of words yeah. i didn't tell him to say that shit he chose to say that shit
1: so then do we do we call so then do i call my mexican uh uncles out who who think the jews are are behind a lot of what's wrong with the world uh do i call them out too does that do they just because we're talking about white people now about calling white people out but like do we get to call out within our own race when they're acting like that? Or I highly recommend that go?
0: you get some education on the topic. If you're going down that rabbit hole, cause that's a rabbit hole where you're going to get murked real quick and end up wasting a lot of energy.
1: I don't, I mean, like, that's the thing I, I you know, obviously, I, don't I barely understand the
0: Zionist topic. plots. It's so, so fucking it's like, stupid. It's but like, so stupid I'm me. also Jewish. Right. You I, might not know that. So like I'm as a aware. Jew, I'm like, yo, anti-Semitism is real <laughs> and it's on the rise these it's are real, just real. things yeah, but
1: especially worldwide it's. Weird. i think
0: it's really often wise to ask people what they actually mean and who they're actually speaking about and then like something i went to israel because i'm jewish and i did the free birthright trip and i went the last time shit was popping off in 2014 so while i'm in israel we see fighter jets bro you know what those fighter jets were doing They were bombing Palestinians and that's some fuckery to know that you're there and you're watching it in the sky and you're like, oh my fucking God, this is really actually real, 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 real. So, right. Um, But where I'm going with that is you talk to the Israeli people and they are not a reflection of their government. They are a scattered group of people with the youth tending to hate the fact that they have forced military service, but you like what? Go to jail if you don't do it, you know, like. So it's like a different reality. And then over here, people talk about that shit. So what I would do in a moment like that is just make the effort to point out that often people vilify governments and institutions and it's not a reflection of all people. And maybe we shouldn't say I fucking hate Israel and we should be more specific like I am and say I fucking hate Netanyahu and his policies.
1: Hmm. Well, I'm I'm just coming up with the point of like this idea that there is this, there is there is a hate there is hate within these uh within uh within minority groups as well where they trust. don't like other more no- minority groups and that gets ignored too you know it's not
0: saying? but like i said earlier i, mean, I don't think like, that's getting ignored I mean, but
1: but, I, but like you're saying like we need to check on these white people and white people need to check we white people but i think i think that everybody Needs to check on everybody and being like, well, "Hey, that's." I
0: definitely am of the belief that across all groups of people, the young people are checking the old people.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Look at Lil Nas X's career. It's Lil Nas tight. X is one big fuck you to homophobia. Did you see I his last it. video, everybody? Yeah, they dead are dead mad power. naked, so I naked it. that I and the song is so good that Jeez. I'm looking at Jack Harlow like, "Why do I like your music?" I don't even like your music, but y'all I, I made a bop on this I, one.
1: I don't think the song is that great, but I thought the the visuals were amazing. Like I, I, I love, I, I love, love pop that. rap now.
0: I fucking well, like it two bucks.
1: <laughs> that, I love anything that that fucking says fuck you to the norm or fuck you to the ass. like like when Marilyn Manson came out, when Eminem came out, fuck yeah, I was on board. Fucking Lil Nausea X, yeah, make them uncomfortable, make them So I can
0: I can tell you for a I fact that in. I know a hundred percent that I have homies in other communities that are not of my ethnic background that assure me that within their own communities, what you are asking for is taking place. Now, is it universal? No, but this is all like flames getting sparked and starting.
1: Or, or like homophobia in minority co- communities as well. Like, dude, that you, you don't, you to, don't,
0: you don't know how loaded that topic gets because it ties into slavery, it I've and heard. then you end up in these really weird conversations where it's like, bro, I don't know how to touch that one yet. So I don't have great opinions, but I know that there are people that are challenging these norms and that it is being addressed and that it is a topic. I know it because I see... I see it in hip hop media. So I know for a fact that at least it's a topic for real real.
1: Right. And I do, too. I, I see it, too. And and especially with artists like Lil Nas X challenging those things, because you know what? He is challenging that even in within his own community he's challenging homophobia because that is a real thing. And people can hate me for fucking acknowledging that and no, I'm Nobody psyched, hates you for acknowledging but that. I've seen it with my own eyes. Or let me ask you a better question. <laughs> let me ask
0: you a serious question. So you're sure. gonna I'll make a statement personally. Yeah, there's homophobia in the hip hop community and, and the whole urban community and I understand it's a nuanced it's topic. A lot better but looking good. at the situation as an outside observer without additional information. You see all the things I'm saying here? Yes this is how i just say this shit but yeah it's mad weird to look at not fully understanding it and when you see certain people on your facebook share blatantly homophobic shit it's uncomfortable and you don't know i don't i don't have enough knowledge on how to approach it I don't know that I'm even fully qualified to yet talk about it because when I started to dig into the topic, I was given such levels of, yo, it goes back to white slave owners forcing men to fuck other men for masculine. And I'm like, oh, bro, we're going into topics now where I don't even know how to handle generations of white men emasculating black men and identity of black manhood being literally under attack and a lot of things that are very valid arguments that get attached to the homophobia that aren't so it's not a singular topic it's actually a range of topics that are correlated and i'm not educated enough to go deeper than that except to say that it's not like one thing it's like a lot of things at once that are bro like anyway when you really go into the into how a lot of the inner cities are like fucking set up and the dynamics it's like it almost feels like a war on black men in a lot of places oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I have my weed cutting scissors and my hands are flying as because yo, know, when I get really passionate, I can't help it. Uh, it just happens.
1: Yeah, I got banned from smoking in the house, or else I'd be smoking with you right now. I fucking I ate those edibles, but you know, they only last for so
0: long. Edibles. That's why you got to get the the vape shit you were puffing on I, yesterday.
1: I have the vapey shit, but I'm not allowed to smoke that in the house either.
0: Oh, that's where you go, Reyna. Look the other way.
1: I'm not gonna do that that's because relationships were- are not built on secrets okay <laughs> you have to be open minded and you gotta and you gotta fucking, and you gotta communicate right communication I think, that, I think that I think if we could distill this down it's like it, this conversation down it's it's communication and it's like going about it and and in the most beneficial way for both people to be able to come out of it with you know minimal scarring you know <laughs> it's like shit My baby shit is charging. You got to wait, baby. You got
0: to wait. But like the thing is, Mike, is you're doing the things. I mean, I know for a fact you're going to think about this conversation after else. There's no fucking way I would have spent this. I love this type of shit for the record. But I wouldn't have spent the time with you if I didn't think you were actually going to like, if it was going to be a meaningful or productive thing in your life. Honestly, I'm like that. If I don't think you're going to listen, I'm not 100% going there that deep with you.
1: Yeah. And, and that's great. And I appreciate that. But and, and, what I'm and, say- I, sorry
0: to follow that up is that means that like, you know, you, you, you're actively participating in this thing that you want to see happening and people criticize me a lot for desiring things that i'm actively participating in creating and not realizing that the changes are happening in front of my face and i miss a lot of things which kind of make me feel jaded in ways i shouldn't because sometimes things are doper than i think they are because i get so caught up in my head and, shit. and i think you might be able to relate to that sentiment that's why i said it, is it. maybe because you feel the way you do And, you know, I know you've come across enough people that you've talked to that feel the way you do have seen the passion and the way especially women have described the things that they're talking about on your show and all the different stuff that's out there. Right. You're part of it. You're creating it. It's just that one was a speed bump. My guy.
1: Well, yeah, and and that's the thing, cause because by the way, I, I'm like three hundred and fifty five episodes in, and so you gotta understand, I I when I first started my podcast, there people didn't even really know what podcasts were, okay, and then fucking Serial and JRE and all these fucking podcasts brought it to the mainstream, and so. We've been talking about this shit since the first BLM fucking movement with uh with the uh, with Trayvon Martin and and, and uh, oh man, I, I'm it's awful that I'm forgetting these names because they do deserve to be remembered. But they the you know like so we've I, I've been talking about this. Show's been talking about this for years now, and so like everything that we're talking about, all these conversations is a culmination of where I am right now, and so. I am constantly evolving. The show is constantly evolving, and my ideas are constantly evolving because I do get the privilege to talk to so many different artists, so many different people with different ideas, and, and that I get. Uh, I am truly privileged in the fact that I get to have all these perspectives that uh, you know bestowed upon me. You know, like I think it's it's amazing, and and that most conversations i've had in the last 350 some episodes all ended with laughs smiles and like you know like and and like happy that happened i i haven't really had one podcast where everyone left like oh that was awful or anything it was like it's always been something where everyone at the end yeah
0: on that note i've also never had one that ended shitty and then i had to go and ask myself okay at least 12 percent of these motherfuckers hated that there has to be a percentage right like it well, yeah, just and, has to be <laughs>
1: and and like even though and like you know with the lg situation um the, i don't think she did i'm saying
0: there just has to be a percentage i
1: think that i think that i know how i felt and i hope that i didn't bring that kind of feeling onto her as much as i had it because she did not expect it and nor did she need that in her life if that fucked with her as much as it fucked with me and I, I i and that to me is the worst part about the conversation is that i just hope that she's not out there like fucking. but like that's the
0: part where it's fucking, like but i've been told on that subject and again this is more like i got scolded way more times than that dude the number of times i've had the conversation you had mm. a lot so yeah what I'm saying by is, the way
1: this is the first time i've ever had like an interaction <clears throat> like that and so publicly mm. Uh, especially live setting because live has only been a part of the show for about a year so you know like I, i have all a whole bunch of fucking back catalog where it's just me and a mic and another person and so it's you, you you don't yeah, have no, to interrupt
0: in, Mike, in mike's like defense i spent the entire episode reiterating a lot of shit i've said today in the comments so he has the comments and her flipping on him at very very little defense that day in the comments too he was kind of taking it on all fronts i want to say <laughs> reina too like that
1: reina was like shut up <laughs> oh
0: man I was, because- no i was yeah dude i was yelling at my screen i'm like you don't Just know what the fuck up. you're doing mike shut the fuck up mike why did you say that why the fuck did you and you didn't know what you were that's what it is and it's that's right. it so people often like and i i have like language is where it always goes to me right and here's one thing to remember about english there's way more than one english it's not like one english and within like there's at least three englishes you're going to encounter there's white english which is the common one i'm being real simple here we'll call it black english cuz it is what it is it's based on an entire lot of culture a lot of things that create a certain level of urban slang that's a separate english but it's a valid language structure according to any linguist right like so it's like it's still english but it's just a different derivative of english there's creoles built into that which is just already hybrid languages and then I mean, even within mate, you have corporate English, you have academia English, you know, these are all Englishes, but they're all like English. Right. And I think we all forget that. And then like people be like, not actually making any effort. You know, the number one reason I don't have a lot of arguments in my life is because if I think If you really watch for it, there's always gonna be a word or expression that's a trigger point that people are arguing about when you're really at a point of conflict. And then you go, what did you mean? What did you mean? And I'll do this every fucking time. I Google the definition of the word and then I read the definition of the word and one of us is right on what that word meant every time. Or we're both right and we realize we're both right, but one way or another we find synonyms to better represent our core ideas and have a more aligned conversation. And frankly, I don't think people read a lot like they used to, at least in like the more whatever people be audiobooking and shit and voice yeah. noting and shit. I'm just a reader, my guy. So language you use is what? all I pay attention to
1: that's one thing that i need to step my game up because yeah i'm a listener and even my wife is always like i think you just absorb information like i think you need to read it i think you're just doing too much Bro, big facts You need to sit with a book let it absorb you right into now. your brain instead of you know you're washing dishes you're folding clothes you're fucking doing this doing that and you're listening to a book trying to absorb these huge ideas and then you come out looking like a dipshit at the end of the day because you know, you heard some things here, some things there, and then you put some like, you know, some flimsy idea of what it is in your head, and then all of a sudden you're fucking saying, you know, you're saying blah blah blah, blah, blah whatever it is, you know, like, and there's a myriad of that shit that goes on, uh, in my podcast. But again, uh, my podcast
0: has always been a place mad for, humanistic for man. People, it's a good for show.
1: People to 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 mis- make mistakes and and for people to express their ideas in a safe manner. And that's what I wanted, that's what I built, is like a place for artists to come in and speak their truths and however they want to speak them. And, and like, if they wanna, if they don't, you know, like I, I very rarely do I get people who start holding back, I you know, how they really feel about something once that trust and connection is established and um and, and you know that's the as you know that's the heart of a conversation is the connection establishing a, a true connection so that's
0: yeah, also in my opinion big facts
1: <laughs> <laughs> big facts connection me.
0: no i mean it's really what it is i look at it like it's like when you're on a first date with a girl except you're not trying to have sex but everything else is true so act like you're trying to have sex yeah. but you're not trying to have sex you know like don't be a creeper about it but like that's really what this is it's seduction it's a dance of seduction of ideas and shit
1: exactly and 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 just like hollering at a at a girl or hollering at a boy or hollering at whoever you prefer you know like you gotta fucking you know you fucking put off too much of 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 fear that you can smell it if you put off too much fucking bravado and and fucking you know like you just come off as an asshole you know like all this shit it matters and and inflections and 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 how you you know like how you end a sentence matters in the way it's less than
0: you think right because if you can go back and say but think about what i just this is my go-to think about what i just said and i will verbatim repeat the words i said and go maybe i said it poorly but this is what i said and what i was trying to say to you and at least for me words matter and it gets me out of a lot of trouble my guy right so
1: right and and you know when in when you're in these specific situations especially when someone utters the words i'm offended um you know like that is such a trigger for anybody because no one wants to be that person who's offending people i don't want to be a racist And that puts people off of guard like that. Like I like now, if this turned into a viral situation with like Twitter on my ass, you know, I could see how that could fucking destroy somebody. God, I would
0: love this conversation to go viral.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I'm saying like in a way where people are like piling on and being like, listen to this piece of fucking white piece of shit, fucking devil Satan, you know, like. That, that when, when that was turned on to me, when that folk, and I've had that, I've had that turned on. Hold up. That
0: lady did not give you that energy. (sighs) I'm going to defend her right now and say, no, that's not what she did. What do you mean? she did not come at you the way you just cut like just because you are know, the white devil that's a whole thing no 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 no. i just in case
1: that okay. but like but but you know what i'm saying like it, it can turn into that very quickly and and but it's like but off- no one wants to be on the receiving end of that is what i'm saying like even because she did say i'm offended and like oh as soon as she said that it was just like oh you're being know, of I, to way. be
0: honest with you i used to feel that way and now if somebody goes, I'm offended. I go, what did I do? I'll be honest, I don't know what I did to offend you. And I say some shit right. like that right away. Cause I'll be real with you. I don't wanna lose a million dollars one day cause I offended a person. And I'm, right. it's really, it's and thats so crazy. Problem. A lot of my like, that's this is capitalistically driven. It's ironic, but capitalism has driven me to be more polite and courteous because it's just way easier to make money if you are. It's just <laughs> the facts of a situation. Sure. So for it's like, not only will this help you navigate life better with other people, you'll also make more money behaving this way. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what people are really like. This is where personally I get confused, mm-hmm. but sort of get it. But it's like everybody knows that we make more money being polite. Like we just all know it inherently in our soul and get motherfuckers be out there. And this isn't you. This is like Sargon of Akkad's motherfuckers on YouTube that are really more like on that really like next level shit with it. They spent like a long time dying on the stupidest fucking hills, creating these weird situations like there was this attack on their fucking free speech when really they just wanted to make racist jokes and shit and get away with it like they used to get their YouTube bag and shit. And I started watching a lot of these people's arguments and I'm like, hold the fuck up. You're just mad you can't say that F word no more. That's what you're mad that people can't say that no more even though everybody said it used to make them cry and shit You're still mad that you can't say that word That's fucked up that that's what you're fighting for and that's kind of where like it comes off weird to me But that's that's just me when it's like you can just not say the word Make more money and have a happier life because nobody's gonna fucking argue with you on some shit What are we fighting for then? Like what is the fight for? That's where I get confused with it on a personal level
1: I understand that and i think it's the idea of compliance is like you must comply you must call me they or else you are being canceled like it's a compliance thing it's a power thing i think uh i uh, i also think that these that you know when you're talking about people shit
0: these are the same most of the people who are often like this are content creators content creators are people who hated authority and refused to go to work And they're the loudest advocates for this group of things whereas myself i like i'm just like sitting there going bro i do that to get paid every single day of my life it's weird that people are fighting like that hard just to be able to be offensive because they want to get paid like that But it doesn't
1: just stop at offensive shit, man it it, it's about more than that it's about when you're limiting speech you're limiting ideas and and so like it doesn't just stop at the f word and it doesn't just stop at the n-word it 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 it, it's like where does it stop and who is making these decisions and i know you can stop some
0: people become more cognizant of how they use the words
1: and and that's fine but there's also but, you know, the, the idea that we're going to force everyone to be and think on this same level is just nonsense. It's altruistic and it's not. It's nah, not. The
0: little ones are like universally on the same level. It's just the old people struggling it. with this shit.
1: And I get but, what, it. And, what I and mean it is. It will get it, The, it will get the entire ne-
0: Dude, I've talked to like 25 year olds in like five or six countries that are drastically different. Nah, it's just old people that are having trouble with this shit. Young people around the world are just like, bro, we, fuck off, we get it. And there's it's just people, people, like older people. There's plenty of young people yeah, who are- Yeah, they on... like, because they're good marketers. And... I, I, I Dude, I've seen, I'm not gonna can't name names, but there's obviously one person on my Facebook whose role in life is to be what the WWE and other wrestling leagues would call a heel. Mm-hmm. Because of his occupation in the art industry, this is advantageous to his cash game therefore he promotes particular ideas or wordings and things because it's capitalistically beneficial for him to do so and i watched all these videos on tumblr lore and reddit history and 4chan world and bro eight eight times out of ten some shit you're mad at comes from like an organized effort of like seven people on 4chan and it's not even real shit so the amount of rage that's induced from fake shit you know what you know what? here's what would make me feel better if every time somebody got mad, they fact checked that shit, like fact checked every but, single time but, they got did, mad.
1: But here's the problem, man. And this is the big problem too that that you're facing about trusting data coming from these institutions that are that are, you know, quote unquote, racist is like, fuck it is that what is this information fucking the people who are making these fact these fact checking like it makes it's, oh, shit. No it's a good point. These, well, these fact checkers are just other people who are making the decisions that, you know, like they can okay. check it, but they are still like when you look at these fact checking institutions that we're starting here in the States, they're all left leaning and they have the same fucking ideals as the New York Times, as the Democratic Party, as Silicon Valley, as the going narrative. Well,
0: I meant it differently than that. Okay, And I said it because I didn't realize what I was saying was not clear until after. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty data literate. As in part of my job, you could argue is to be a data analyst and make predictions. Like it's the only way I keep my job is to look at stats and interpret it in ways that mean something to other people. Mm. So I'm just not bamboozled by the language used by news media sources. I can just read the shit. Plus back to the idea of audio. Ver- do you listen to your news or do you read your news? That's an interesting question to ask people.
1: I, read, I don't, I read very little. If, if so, read at all.
0: According to Malcolm Gladwell. Is the only guy I can quote on this. I read his book, Talking to Strangers, or whatever, his most recent one, 2018, 19 one. And in that book, he cites some science that I can't quote properly, but he quoted it, and people think he's legit. Um, (laughs) It's true. But in the book, he describes the phenomenon of how news anchors, by accident, do shit like have subtle smiles Mm -hmm. and voice inflections when they talk about things they're in bias in favor of. So whoever you're listening to your news from, you're hearing their voice and their opinions oozing into it subtly. And there is a correlation of people who watch particular newscasters versus not and a slight statistical increase in searches for particular political candidates based on the percentage of times a person smiled and little subtle things that there's no way any of us are cognizant of when we're consuming the audio form. But when you read it with your eyes, What you can do is Google every fucking word and think about what it means without a voice telling it to you. You're just left with you and the words of the author. So I tend to just read my news and then I'm really not afraid to bust out some fucking peer reviewed study and try to work my way through that. And I'm slow and I'm clunky, but I know enough about stats and data to like read what they're saying Mm -hmm. and make sense of like not just the I fucking love science article. But like the next level article. So, my answer to you would be like the kids. The kids are all data literate because they grew up on instas and shit, looking at analytics their whole life. They all did that shit. They wanted the hearts, but that taught them to be data analysts. So, they call bullshit quicker. So, the real answer to you, Mike, is the old people got to get their data game up and learn some shit that they've been putting off because they're afraid of technology if they really want to compete and not be so brainwashed by the media sources that are leveraging that data against them become more data literate, which is something you're actually pushing for.
1: Yeah, I I absolutely absolutely I'm all about like data. I like data, too. I think it's a there's there's a lot to be learned from it and and it, it can be sterile, but I think that that's a good thing that that data should be sort of a sterile thing that we ingest and not sort of thrown around and made into such a spectacle as it is now uh you know and and with and i'm saying like you know with news media and how data is sort of no they trash super trash so it's, it's, yeah. and, and, you know, like, I, I know what you're saying now too, where, where, you know, like people need like, to become their own fact checkers and not even rely on these fact checking institutions, but like actually go through, read the, the read the source material and, and, and get, and form opinions for yourself, which most people don't have the time to
0: facts, do. Facts, but they, that's sort of not true because most people find the time for Netflix.
1: Well, they find time. Right, exactly. Well, it's, it's just what people are willing not to do. And they're not what well, they, they'd rather get this clickbait, hot article, the hot know. take article thing, and use that as their mm, fact that's not people.
0: that I'm, I'm going to counter that. Sure. Um, I don't every time somebody says whatever, whatever about people, here's the truth about people. They like quality content, no
1: mm-hmm. matter
0: where it comes from. News got free that's something that changed that nobody wants to acknowledge. We all said the news is no longer worth our $8 a month. And so we stopped paying for good journalism. And then we got mad that the journalism got shitty and then we refused to pay for it. And then it got shittier because now the journalist is an influencer and they don't want to be an influencer. They want to be a journalist. And guess who did that? Guess who did that? Us. The people yeah. who stopped paying for the news because we decided we but that's didn't That's what the to.
1: internet was. The internet was a but, uh, was an whole platform to discern and and, and, and put out but who's
0: supposed to pay for the news? The actual journalism. Who's supposed to pay for that? Yeah, exactly. And and who's supposed we, to play? We st- we that? we used to and they were really good. We stopped and they got really bad. So they went to the rich people and said, Daddy, please, what do I got to do for you, Daddy? And that's what happened because we, the general population, said Netflix was worth $8 more than the news. So like, maybe there is a degree of ownership that the people, and I know a lot about content marketing, and I can justify what the fuck I just said with excessive detail, but nobody wants me to talk about ad rates and click-through rates and CPMs. Nobody wants that, unless you do. Uh, But...
1: that's just interesting. And but the hoping, fact is, the, so suffice it
0: to say, the news got cheap because y'all said ads is good enough and nobody wants to pay for it. Look at it. you. We want patrons too. We want fucking followers because, yo, we're going, that's yo, our content's it. worth some money. And motherfuckers be like, you know what? Ads is good enough. Except for Mighty Mighty who fucking gives you such an insane amount of money that it's like, what the fuck? But that's amazing shit. Mighty
1: Mighty is awesome. Mighty Mighty's been there since the beginning. Mighty Mighty found us Like just. Dude.
0: but just seeing mighty mighty makes me feel inspired because one day there might be a mighty mighty that shows up i got a mini mighty mighty it's and, not quite the mighty mighty but i have a mini I love
1: one. mighty mighty and by the way i gotta do it i gotta do it mighty, mighty. there you go i no i i mighty mighty is a huge supporter and even beyond monetary like mighty mighty well, is in the chat. Mighty Mighty is hyping up the crowd. Mighty Mighty says hi to people when they come in. Not only is Mighty Mighty an amazing a contribution monetarily, which you know Mighty Mighty does not have to do. I do not require that of anybody who checks in uh, at, at my spot, but uh, also they're just a valuable member of the community. They're constantly saying hi to new people, welcoming people. I mean, that is so valuable. That's facts. They say hi every time. It's such a valuable thing that it's much more valuable than any money that they could ever contribute. And they're like you here. Mighty, you don't have to no, no, no. give me Mighty money. Mighty
0: been here like the whole time riding it through. Trust it's not me, it's you
1: yeah hey no well you know what mighty Mighty's awesome and
0: I'm a, i might be facilitating it but yo that's your diehards that you but later that's, on.
1: that's what happens in in this kind of in this kind of interviewing situation is that um communities the the audience can be transient right because like uh you talk to somebody and their community comes over and then what's the chances that they come back and say hi shut
0: up pizza jabs on that note who's come yeah. back to my shit without you pizza, jams. Exactly.
1: I've pizza seen you. and pizza jams the shit too man pizza jam pizza jams beef. i liked
0: your beat I, I rapped on your beat and it was very lovely pizza jams i just want to give you your flowers and that if you have beats my guy i know lots of rappers is all i'm saying
1: hold in. um i have to let my sister's dog out of her house so i have to go soon uh, i'm That's sorry very fair. I'm, I no, forgot. I'm like i no, it's like three about hours
0: that. 45 minutes and you're like i'm sorry we gotta cut it short I'm no like, i i like,
1: i had no we're on the qualms. long
0: end of interviews at this fucking point no, I, no, I
1: had no qualms on keeping going but i, I just remembered that and actually Raina text me and she was like we gotta let your fucking dog out <laughs> i was like oh shit i forgot about that so nah it's fair man
0: um i appreciate that though this was a good conversation i'm not right, gonna lie you. i don't know how much longer i was fucking going with that because <laughs> i was like yeah maybe i like 10 15 ladies give them a little, little boost past the norm but like hey, yeah no so i'm with that um and i appreciate you for real like coming through and having this conversation because like end of the day it was mad uncomfortable but it's like band-aids and shit and i think if you really process like that and my honest advice to you is you'll make way more money if you just say thank you instead of i'm sorry
1: yeah i, I feel you i i i um, i come from the school of apology like it's a very midwest thing to do it's a very like oh, oh, oh sorry oh sorry sorry about that whoop oh. and you're constantly apologizing for your existence on on earth they're just like oh sorry i was in the oh way God, i'm a
0: canadian that's our like that's our ditch. but even in customer hey, service your contact thing, if you contact like customer service the common answer is i'm sorry i'm actually kind of radical and i have forced us to not apologize i had to like justify that decision to my boss with a lot of the language i use for you but it's because it is a smarter way to actually get what you want out of people so i'm talking about motherfuckers who either hate my company slash want a refund slash want to talk some shit and i'm saying that's the best way to deal with the most extreme cases in my professional you know there's no way it's psychology if you think about the linguistics of it, you know, like I just want to emphasize that, like one last time for everything. But yo, no, shout yeah, shout out everybody. There's nothing there.
1: wrong with showing respect, man. Showing respect to your fellow human being. There's nothing wrong with that. And and by acknowledging them and saying thank you, you are showing a certain amount of respect that you know, like that goes above me on. I just personally am like I just have it in me to apologize if I if I do something wrong to somebody, if someone feels wrong by me, the natural reaction for me is I'm sorry, I apologize. But thanking someone and then working in an apology later it seems You don't
0: even need to apologize
1: i'm sorry started... holden i'm sorry you know and like, here's the thing I'm man. Sorry, i used to I be failed. mr I'm, I'm sorry like i right. used to
0: do it like all the time but what i realized is even the psychology of apologies just like real quick it stems into like you're doing it for yourself right that's why in the 12 steps it's a step it's for you it's never really for the person you're apologizing for which is you why you those
1: left off the hook you want to be absolved of your of your actions facts and so that's it it's selfish yeah so
0: within that moment you're not really doing it i think for re- you're what you really want to do is thank them and get to that understanding so this is just a, another way to get there without compromising who you are and that's what's beautiful about language as a rapper we know all about language manipulation right and we talk in code yeah
1: that's a that's a great information. Like I love that. I love the. Um, I watch certain things only because it helps my, my uh, the way that I communicate and the way I interview. So I'll I'll read uh, I'll read books about interviewing, I'll, or I'll listen to books on tape about interviewing things. I, I like I love like I love this YouTube channel. I think it's called JTC, and it's it's all um, inmate uh what uh, uh interrogation videos and it's mostly canadian i think it's a canadian channel i think the dude's a canadian that
0: sounds like some shit canada's government would pay for
1: yeah dude like because there's a lot of can there's a lot of canadian uh, criminals up there that they that he uh he breaks down but he breaks down the interrogation and does like you know uh he, he analyzes body movement analyzes how people talk and like, you know, it would break something down. Like, well, instead of saying, I'm sorry, he could just said, thank you, you know, the same way you just did it, like linguistic breakdowns of, of what people are saying, why people are saying it. So it's like really interesting and it makes you, and it kind of gives me a unique approach on how I go about it. I mean, in whatever way, you know, like I'm not sitting here interrogating people, but it can feel like that sometimes. And it can be like that. In,
0: in, it's in, the unfortunate like, reality of the rules we face that's the toolkits we employ are all we have and Mm -hmm. brought it in that toolkit will only make you more money which
1: (laughs) i love that you keep bringing back the money because because
0: it's like the most important part of this equation that nobody ever talks about it's like the dumbest shit like let's fight for the right to make less money generally you know who makes the least money in art most obscene fuckers since time they're always the most niche and they have the least money and they're all like i'm super broke Fuck y'all mm-hmm. and i'm personally going i don't think that's really what i want my career to be right yeah. like
1: but i i can't i'm not gonna just do let's this shit i don't believe in just for money either. which is
0: fair but have the cognition that like you're not gonna get the pay and the love you want if you're counterculture like you have to understand your role in the pecking order of or thing, and there's a cognitive dissonance of motherfuckers want to get paid the same amount as the clean people without understanding that it's never been like that like clean makes money child friendly always makes more money
1: or like, or disruption i mean i mean i don't know man like there's fucking people making some good money being. but fucked. they're like
0: the the exception not the norm most of that community's broke as fuck yeah
1: yeah you see you see some of these like uh well you see some of these uh, alternative news sources and stuff they they're going into that subscription model of of like because they're getting banned off youtube and they're getting demonetized so they are starting to sort of adopt that subscription model where they're where they're funneling people to their website where they can't be censored and stuff so it's really interesting. Yeah, our... It's
0: not just the, you know, what's funny is all of my favorite left wing science YouTubers and shit are getting, uh, the history YouTubers mm-hmm. are also getting censored and they all, the science and history YouTubers are doing the same thing. Yeah. It's trust. It's not, it's actually across the spectrum. It's both yeah. sides getting hit that aren't even aware that the other side's getting hit for the same thing. Both sides are making the same move unaware. That's why my shit's called bridge the gap. Cause <laughs> frankly, that's the biggest issue we face in
1: and and you know what i i ended up using that phrase when i was talking to somebody about the lg like i ended up talking to cartagena um on the phone because we're well now we're homies i guess (laughs) we call each other son uh uh but like he was the one who dropped the black on black crime now he went to howard university he's uh he's a he's uh you know he's a latino he's a dark-skinned latino who went to howard university which is a uh, which is a uh, historically black college. And, and so he he definitely, you know, this is stuff that he's interested in. And so when he drops black on black crime, what about black on black crime? I mean, he's speaking from experience and he's speaking from a place but that you was, he's like, academia, I've right? That, uh, he is academic as so fuck. So let me tell
0: you something about academia's jargon. I'm,
1: again, I'm not trying to do the black on black thing. And nah, that, I'm just saying, no, what I'm trying to so say is, but let's
0: go back, back to that thing.
1: Talking about it from experience as well
0: academia's jargon be racist as fuck because it's based off of those same systems like the book i'm reading so if we understand the jargon might come from a place that isn't necessarily like clean then maybe he's using that words because it's how he gets paid but maybe the language in the system and that he's in is 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 two steps shy of being what the other systems is you know i'm not really in academia though i think they're kind of evil that's it's that's true, my it's two cents weird
1: that we don't acknowledge that there's a whole set of like uh, black and brown people who are like no everybody
0: know, like acknowledges no. it,
1: it like, like like people who fucking hate the idea of critical race theory like black and brown people who hate dude, i don't
0: know, know the what the fuck critical race theory is
1: the idea of fucking that acknowledging fucking that you're white it's the acknowledge it's the idea of fucking it, there it's something that they're trying to teach the kids which is also by the way a lot of propaganda shit like people talking about like they're trying to teach our kids to hate white people which is a, like a big overreaction and so but weird. there are but there are certain things that about it that I, my whole point was that there is a whole sect of black and brown people, a lot, by the way, not just a little, a lot of black and brown people who are like, I don't really like the idea that we're focusing on race all the fucking time. That doesn't make me comfortable. Why should I fucking, you know, like I worked really yeah, hard. but that's
0: literally like, it's, you know, what's crazy to me is the only country I see who takes that approach is the USA and maybe England. But, like, the rest of the world is like, bro, give me labels. Let's investigate those labels. Tell yeah. me about your culture. Oh, your culture's fucking. Like, that's how I grew up, my guy. Multiculturalism as an ethos is real Montreal. So, instead, it's like, tell me your labels. I'll tell you my labels. Let's explore our labels together. So, like, I don't want you to be taking my fucking labels away because it makes you uncomfortable. That's not even taking into consideration what other countries on earth might think makes sense. That's some American shit. And you know what? In the context of America, love it. Internet's the whole world. <laughs> That's something America does have to remember.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it, again, I'm going to make this point. And just in defense of America, and I know how fucked up we are, and then I have to go and I have to pee. Uh, is that fucking, for, for anybody who, who, who fucking thinks America is this awful place, well, stop fucking appropriating our fucking art then motherfuckers like fucking nobody
0: thinks america is inherently an awful place we think fucking, your government's fucked up
1: yeah and, and some of the people here are fucked up too but but no, like no, art, mostly we okay, there's we a lot fucking, of racism we yes art that fucking drives the fucking world so fucking y'all want to hate on america Bro, Go ahead, who's the number one favorite? artist
0: on earth right now drake, drake the canadian King King. team canada Anyway, let's I appreciate down, y'all that, for down, it's down. dude. The guy's like eleven years deep, my guy. He's done. He's like he okay, is.
1: Okay, or that who was on top?
0: You, you guys had it. Now let, let's and let's who, let. What,
1: what culture is he appropriating to be on top right now?
0: I don't know how much he's appropriating.
1: American rap culture, son. Well,
0: that's like a big Hip-hop. statement. That guy, Ooh. that guy made Canadian pop music a thing. Because he doesn't—he's do pop consider music.
1: Considered hip hop. Come on, you know. Nah, it's a
0: ignorant hip-hop. people call it. To me. With my nuanced okay, perspective, Okay, Mr. Fucking ignorant.
1: Underground over here calls them a very specific thing, but the rest of the world... The rest yeah, I don't think the
0: rest of the world knows a damn thing about hip-hop, to be honest with you.
1: Of course they don't. Of course they See? don't. See? So but, it's like ignorance put everybody, that label on them. Everybody's the an expert <laughs> when when they're on fucking social media and yeah, Twitter, right? don't know,
0: I don't think they're experts. I think you're right. Most, hashtag Data Gang. Get your knowledge on, read books, motherfuckers. That's the kind of shit I'm on. I want people to be more I do clear. I like
1: Drake by the way though. I do like Drake, but you know who I like better than Drake? And he's fucking right from here, the good old US of A. Where no is he?
0: idea? Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna show I you. I feel like you're looking for an email. While he's doing that, thank you all for watching everyone. I appreciate y'all being here. For those of you watching in the Bam, future too. ODB Yeah, straight up, ODB's pretty fire. I like Drake better. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Drake sh- has way more songs out that are just fire. Drake has more top amazing songs that odb does have in solo tracks in his career
1: i mean at the end of the day at the end of the day Drake is no disrespect
0: to odb i fucks with him too but drake's canada and if you ain't hip-hop and you ain't repping your country what you doing my guy um stills thanks y'all for watching for real reels honestly i appreciate y'all thank y'all in the future stills because a bunch of y'all stuck it through to the end and y'all are wonderful um, thank you for coming through, Mike. It's wonderful that you had this conversation. We created an excellent piece of content together. Future yeah. people, like, follow, subscribe, and all that good shit. Special thanks to patrons: Is Milk and Nancy, Chris Parrish, Jonathan Z, Black and Linda Williams, Scribble to help support we do. Patreon slash Behind That Suit if you want to support what we do too, or if you want to do the Amazon Prime sub free thing. But it's come on. Every time people are here, they're already subbed to somebody else. so I know what it is. On that note, live long and prosper, everybody. And. Woo! all of mike's links and shit are linked below slash i've been popping up so you can follow we speak english good and you really should and thank uh you. thank you
1: a lot, guys i appreciate y'all i really do i really do i have to pee so bad uh, is there a raid call